You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, Soon Wrath Classic, and their communities. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today we're joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. I'm back. I was gone last week, right? You were, you were. Yep, yeah, we had a lot of write-ins because Yip made a joke, an April Fool's joke about you quitting the podcast, and... Or a lot of tried people to kill that's... me off. I leave one podcast and he tries to kill me off. <laughs> Typical. In this podcast, Yip has not showed up. So we're uh, killing him off the episode. Killing him <laughs> off, you know. I I, I sure hope not. <laughs> kicked off the island. Oh, but yeah, Yip can't can't make it. He's helping his 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 mom again and he's uh he's a, his shoes. He's a good and... boy. Yeah, he had yeah. to he had to walk his cat, you know. Mm-hmm. But we Important are joined stuff. by friend of the show, and I think the second most guested show, Duranosaur, a guested guest. I don't know how you would say that, but you're the one that's been on the podcast the second most. Welcome yeah. to the show, Duran. Thank you. Thanks for uh, allowing me to take second place. I know I'm in prestigious company, I think, with Melderon. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Melderon's been been the the most, but he also joined as like a part time, you know, once a month. Uh, Technically, member, not a guest anymore. Yeah, so maybe I'm the best guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's actually kind of true now. Now that I think about it, that is very. It's a mm. good point. Mm. See, this is this is why we have him on the show so much is because he makes good points, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is going to be, I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. Um, I feel like first your, off, your guesses are never correct, so I feel like you should just stop guessing. Like every time you say this is going to be a short podcast, it ends up being really long. Every time you say this is going to be a banger, we're like an hour and 15 minutes in and we're like, okay, well, maybe it's not as much to talk about. <laughs> okay, well... I want to remind everybody that we stream live now on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blazinbob, B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. Uh, we're going to get into the show. Uh, oh, first off, I wanted to apologize because I don't think... I don't think I came off this way, but my I didn't have any, any listeners write in, but I had guildies tell me that I asked for free art recently on a podcast and that was a no-no and i want to clarify if you're watching live i'm using art that i paid for and asked the artists if they would make me something and i would pay them for it so i was just throwing out if you want to send free art you are more than welcome to (laughs) i was not saying you should or we expect it in the slightest. So I just wanted to clear that up just in case I did offend anybody. 
artists do great work and they deserve to be paid. So even if someone gave me something free, if I liked it and used it, I would give them something back for it. So just wanted to clear the air there. But we're going to get into a, a review that's actually going to spark a, a discussion on GDKPs. We're going to go over what we've been doing lately in WoW. A little slight raid progress, but Yip isn't here to do it masterfully, so we'll probably give it to you short and sweet. Then we're going to get Duranosaur to give us what's been going on with Season of Mastery Hardcore and Hardcore Elite. And he's also been raiding normally on Season of Mastery as well, so we're going to get some updates there. Then we're going to go on to the news. There's a couple things. Uh, Wrath of Lich of the Lich King stuff, and then some updates for Season of Mastery. Then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit more about Wrath because that seems to be what everybody wants to talk about. So we're going to talk about it a bit. So that being said, let's jump into the review. So the review is from Game Freak. It's a it's a five star from iTunes. It's, it's titled A Plus Wow Classic Podcast. This is a fantastic podcast to listen at work. The guests brought on make the show interesting to listen to each week. Topics discussed and banter back and forth makes it entertaining to listen and makes you feel like you're in the room. Yep, as a fellow warrior tank that has a bear tank as well, bears are insane. But are I you have... also terrified of bears? Just, just asking, just, you know, clarify here. Also, uh, making you feel like you're there in the room is the biggest comp compliment to me because that's what I try to make the show like every week. And that's the goal that I set out to do. So thank you so much for that. But there's still more. I, I have something to add for a topic of next show. GDKPs feel like the new way to raid. I lead a main raid, Loot Council Loot, and also GDKPs. Feels like GDKPs are almost more engaging to do as you make passive gold by raiding. I reward tanks extra cuts, top performance cuts, and consume cuts as added bonus. Curious on your thoughts on how GDKPs might continue to grow in popularity and eventually be even more prominent in Wrath Classic. For the horde, game freak, grobulous, warriors still biss. Thank you for the review, and let's talk about some GDKPs. Um, do you guys want to go first? You want me to give my opinions on it first, or what do you want to do? I haven't done any in TBC. I did them in classic, but I feel like in classic they're forty man raids. Like it was really hard to do anything other than a GDKP if you were going to get. A group together outside of your main raid group right and so i feel like that's kind of the reason in my opinion that they became popular i do think they're engaging from what i've heard from people it's interesting because we learned things from gdkps right like some of our other raiders will go to gdkps and come back and be like hey you could do this skip or you can you know do this or definitely gdkp we did this but you also take the risk of you know it being a slow raid or not having the right people or not having enough gold when you go in to <laughs> get any loot. I think that depends on the GDKP runner. Like if you ever went to one of Grapes runs on White Maid, you knew it was going to be smooth as butter. 
melted butter. You know, it was just going to be easy as pie. He, he did his due, his due diligence, making sure that all the carries were fully world buffed and everything else. You know, it's a little different in, D, in TBC, but usually they do run pretty smooth and sometimes more smooth than a, than a guild run. That's just a fact. Yeah. I, I did quite a few in the tail end of vanilla. Um, I even ran a Nax GDKP and I think the last one that we did was the night before TBC came out. We even did like a final one because people, I think near the tail end, they were using them to try to build up a bank so that they had just like tons of extra gold going to TBC. And it's great for that. And I've been doing them since I came back to TBC to also try to catch up because I, I realized like I needed gear and I also needed money for consumables and stuff. And as someone who really enjoys raiding, I do think that it's probably the most fun way to make gold. Like I could probably make just as much gold farming other things and like playing the auction house and doing that stuff, but I don't get as much joy out of doing those things. So I think that it's definitely more fun. Yeah. And I think for people that enjoy rating, I know you guys enjoy rating and I know that, you know, that's a big part of world of Warcraft, especially vanilla and TBC and wrath when it comes out. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, it's kind of the best way to make money. Cause you're doing something with other people that you probably enjoy doing. Um, I know that there's like a lot of negativity that can come with it because I think that it goes hand in hand with people buying gold, right? Like, Oh, it's definitely money laundering on top of it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know of people who have never bought gold, but they have tons and tons of gold. And it's because they, you know, they play the game a lot. They farm a lot. They do GDKPs, but it's also pretty apparent when you do GDKPs and someone comes in on a fresh character and they are just throwing out, thousands of gold um i guess the question is always like i wonder if that's legitimate gold or if it's not and there's no way of knowing but at the same time like it's i feel like gold buying is pretty prevalent so it feels like i i've talked with people about like whether or not gdkps would be the same thing they are now if gold buying or if like bots weren't a thing, if you know they cracked down on gold buyers more, and I think they would still be there. I think maybe just like prices would go down um, because there would be less gold in the market, so you know people just generally have less gold. But I think they would still be there because I think they do at least like some of the GDKPs that I've done. They'll penalize people for making serious mistakes. Like if you if you make a mistake and you wipe the raid, you get penalized, um, and they'll do like what uh game freak was saying where they'll give performance based cuts so if you do really well you get extra gold so uh it's just you're more incentivized i feel than in a normal pug to like play at a higher level so yeah exactly to your point like some gdkps they run so smooth that you're like man this is like probably better than a lot of guilds do their like runs with people they've been playing with for you know months or years what do you think is better for the game though like I, I like the thought of GDKPs because I do think it allows people to do the content and make gold at the same time, but it also probably prevents some guilds from recruiting some people if they can get all of what they need in a GDKP every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, okay. Let me let me put in what I think GDKPs are good for, and then maybe we could jump into that a little better. So I think GDKPs 
are fantastic for alts, for main raiders that can do the older content each week and make gold to fund their newer content pro progression or parsing or speed runs or whatever they want to do in their high-end guild. I think it's great for casuals that might not be able to get into something. Problem is, though, is the casuals, I don't know how they're getting that gold unless they really are just farming a bunch. I, but I do think it's good for them to have a chance to get in or good for people that can't play constantly or someone who lost their guild and doesn't want to look for another one just for the end of an expansion, things of that nature. Like they're already geared, but like they had a riff with someone in the guild and they moved. I think this is a good thing where I see the problem with GDKPs is what do you like? What are you working towards to get that gear? Like, I'm working towards higher parses. Some people are working towards speed runs. Some people are working towards different things. And how do you get those higher parses if a portion of your guild is buyers that are just not really doing a bunch to get... Because you normally, generally get higher parses the shorter fights are. So the better everybody is, the better chance at you parsing. And so I don't know... I don't know what the the means to the end is for GDKPs if that's all that's going on or all you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's that's something that I've asked people before too. Is just like because I do them same thing that what you're just saying, right? I've been doing them on my main. I've been doing the tier five content as a GDKP. Um, but I'm still, we're still doing all the tier six content as a guild. We just, as a guild, we stopped doing tier five raids because they're like, we don't really need that much more, that much gear out of them. And if anyone does need gear, you can go to a soft reserve run. You can go to a GDKP and anyone that wants to just like make some extra gold, they can do GDKPs. But I view them as a way to make money and potentially gear up an alt. And it sort of does feed in for my guild anyway, like prepping your character to be the best in the best place it can be. If we do like want to push parses or push like speed running, but I don't know. There are people who like, that's all they do. They only do GDKPs. There's people who run GDKP raids and that's all they do in wow. Basically they're just like putting together these GDKPs, running them every week, making tons of gold because they get extra cuts for running them. But it's like, for what, purpose and i don't really i that would be a good person to like interview and actually talk to about it it actually is interesting for me because um i tuned in recently and i haven't listened to the entire conversation yet because it's a super long episode this week came out from josh corbett and north yeah north and uh north i agree with here and there and i don't I don't think he's everything that Josh thinks, but I do think he's an in, an intelligent character. He just turns people off because of the way he talks is basically what I think boils down to. But they had a great conversation about GDKPs. And so North made a point that is the same thing that I have heard. I have heard that it's really hard to buy gold at huge chunks. Like it sets off alarms, everything else. And like, that's what I've heard. So how are you getting these people 
with like a hundred K to spend on an item. It it almost feels like, well, his thought was possibly it was GDKP runners that are just basically behind the scenes, giving them the gold and taking money. And if they're doing that, then it's a lucrative way to make money. And so yeah. I could see why that's all they would do because they're they're making money. They're not playing a game. Now, I'm not trying to accuse any GD, GDKP <laughs> runners of this. It's just, it was That's an interesting complex, theory uh... that I could see being the truth for a lot of cases. And so, yeah, I yeah. thought that complex was interesting. operation we got going on here. Because, like, how do you get that much gold? I mean, it's, yeah. it's nutso. What are the rules in GDKPs about, like, what if I go and I only have 100 gold? Um, I've seen people say that you have to, like, you have to submit a screenshot showing, like, your bags, like, showing how much gold you have. I've seen, I know of people that have gotten blacklisted because they say I'm a buyer and they'll, they'll ask you, like, okay, what are you going to bid on? What kind of gear or what, what are you, yeah, what are you interested in? If you put it in a uh, trade too, you can't yeah. fake the amount of gold oh, yeah, you yeah, put yeah. in trade. So you can put it in trade and then cancel. Yeah. To just show them that you have a certain amount of gold. Yeah. So, yeah, I've known people who've gotten blacklisted because they go to these runs and they say they're a buyer. And then the gear that they say they would bid on drops and they basically don't bid anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind How of. How much and do you have to have typically to like. It be a buyer? depends on the scale of the GDKP. I was turned down week one multiple times for ZA telling him 5k i was turned down multiple what? times yeah on my rogue yeah multiple times it seems like i'm on fairlina now um the like horde mega server and well i guess white main also has like a ton of horde but anyway on fairlina it seems like if you want to be considered like a buyer like that's that's you want to get into raids as a buyer uh you need to have minimum 10k gold Jeez. and it probably gets cheaper the lower you go, like if you're getting in a, you know, Karazhan G, yeah, G, yeah, GDKP, yeah. they like it, it just kind of depends on that. Each of them have different minimum bids and things of that yeah. nature. Like I do, like I was saying, I do tier five GDKPs on my main hunter and I have 5k gold and I'm like a hybrid spec. Like I have, I'm able to like, I, I perform pretty well. Like I think. Uh, I'm I'm playing a hunter, and I was like third or fourth overall damage in the last one I did. But there was still an expectation that uh, that I come in, and I told them like what gear I was interested in, and a couple of those things dropped, and I like I bid them up to like you know two or three thousand gold. But then other people just like went over me, which I was kind of thankful for because I'm like I don't really, <laughs> really want to spend like more than half my gold on a tier five item. Um, right, but. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, and like I don't know how it is on other servers, but Feralina, I think almost every single GDKP is run through a single Discord. And if you, dude, get, I'm so jealous of that. I've heard of that, and yeah, if somebody knows the Benediction GDKPs, please write into uh, wcrpodcast at gmail .com and give me the links because I would like to get in as a carry in some tier five content with the lock. Yeah. And like, so, so to get back to like getting blacklisted, like if you get blacklisted, you get booted out of that Discord. And that Discord has all of the GDKPs. That's like where you go to find them. Um, 
So it's like it's sort of a community within like I think on each server kind of and it sounds like maybe not so much on Benediction, but a lot of servers I think have sort of like a GDKP community and a lot of the like the people who run those raids like they communicate. They'll say, right. oh, hey, I have, you know, 30 signups for my raid on Wednesday night. You only have 20 on Thursday night. Do you want me to ask if some of them will like go to your rate? And they'll like they work together and stuff like that. But that also means that they share information about people that are uh, trying to skirt the system, I guess. Yeah, I just guess like what maybe as somebody who just rarely has gold, I wonder <laughs> how do you get to that yeah. gold without running the GDKPs, right? See, like, that's the thing. Like, if I can get in some carries on my lock, then I'm going to make a bunch of gold depending on what drops in those different raids. You well, know and I guess saying? that incentivizes people to bring their mains to maybe make enough gold off of a GDKP to send their ult to really needs gear but can't carry, right? Like, maybe that's... Yeah. But it's not really a, a It good, is a catch-22. You're right. Yeah. It's not really an entry-level thing. Like, somebody can't casually play and yep. run gdkps all the time because they don't have any gold like exactly nobody yeah. casually playing has 10 gay gold hanging out in their bank yeah well, that's what we were talking about the new the new character that shows up like that nobody knows are are, are they an alt or are they a are, gold buyer yeah it's i i totally that's like what i ran into mel like a hundred percent and like i did a bunch of soft reserve runs uh like my mm -hmm. first couple of weeks back to like just get tier pieces and stuff um because i was like i'm not geared enough to be a carry i'm not even geared enough to be what's called like a hybrid where like you're right. you're you know kind of carrying but you're also gonna buy gear if it drops type of thing and like i had that thought where i was like i feel like i i'm not gonna buy gold but i have guildies that have been doing gdkps since you know phase one of tbc it's like man i feel like i just have to borrow 10k gold just so just that I can put it in the trade window. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it, that's what I just need a friend that can, you know. We had uh we had a guildy in our guild, a executive did that uh back in vanilla. He asked to borrow gold just so he could show them that he had gold to get into the, uh, to some DD GDKPs at the start. Yeah. I don't I know like, that yeah. I would have trusted exec with uh I don't think anybody on the server trusted him, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> he was ignored by so many people, it was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, one of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was our main tank, too. Oh, Ooh, that's was, always good, too. It was a rough time. It was a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. The main tanks out he there was, asking for gold. He was one of those, uh, at the very beginning, strat run uh all orbs on reserve oh. he was that guy yep. oh man the thing <laughs> that i hate most about tbc right now is that every pug dungeon group is you know all blues and unneeded greens on reserve i've heard that yeah i've heard about that it's, it's disgusting like, what? i hate it because i'm That's like so stupid in my yeah, mind like i could see reserve the nether for the tank mm -hmm. i mean you know type sure. of deal yeah in my mind, it's like, oh, I have a fresh, uh, I leveled a shaman to 70, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money just doing my dungeons to get, like, some pre and get some other stuff. No, because everything's reserved all the time. <laughs> well, and, and, okay, so back, you know, when we were getting, 
you know, back in the day in Vanilla Classic when we were getting boosted on our alts, it was it was free loot. Mm-hmm. You could work up tailoring and enchanting right at the Dude, same I time that you got doing boosted. Mora. And like going around and finding all this loot, it was like the most oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the only fun part about it because the rest of the time you were just standing at the entrance. But Mel, do you do you realize now that all the strat boosts with these paladins that are like not even really geared that that great are just like all loot on like no loot. Like you just don't get any loot whatsoever. Yeah. They get everything. Listen, I feel like the mages that were doing our Mara farms were like, I'm not gonna loot three thousand bodies. You guys have fun. <laughs> like yeah. I'm making plenty of money doing this in ten minutes well, for everybody. And that was when that was when, you know, there was like quite a bit of skill involved in in, you know, mage right. boosting. Like the Mordon run was Pretty skillful, but from what I hear about the strat run, not so much. Oh, like man. you can't do the elites if you don't have gear. But from what I hear, it's not like easy mode, or it is easy mode. I feel like Bob's coming in with a hot take. Like if you're a paladin that boosts, <laughs> you don't actually have any skill. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't take as much skill as the Moradon 220 mob pull. That you might know? be. Yeah, yeah. You're you're probably right. I don't know. I've never done it either one. I know that I is a was just a really bad mage, so I wouldn't have been able to do that one. I mean, I mm. had trouble with like three to five mobs, right? Like somehow one of them always got loose, going a different direction, and I got my mage yeah, to Scarlet like Monastery doable. And just quit. Like the ZF graveyard doable for me, but. The Moradon run, no way, man. Like, just the pole is so long. Oh, yeah, it's crazy how they optimized it. Yep. It was it was cool. But yeah, but on the GDKPs, I think they're going to get more popular. I think they're going to continue in, popul- in popularity, and I don't know that that's good for guilds, but I still think that top guilds are still going to want to do core core rating and don't you to think do that it allows and parsing and everything else yeah so i'm wondering here if there's if there's like a a positive spin we can put on this other than the fact that i have to have 10,000 gold to buy into it so i don't know that i'm ever going to enjoy myself some dkp gdkp runs but i think you know how everybody complains about how wow has become more casual and you know made for the more like you know less barriers you don't have to you know have a guild of a bunch of people that you're always running all of these raids together with you can you know dungeon finder and things like that like all of these things that have been said or promoted to the more casual player i think gdkp in an in a sense right except for the money um allows somebody to play a little bit more like that as opposed to having a guild that they consistently can run at the same time they consistently have you know some people's schedules just don't aren't the same every week right like some people work different hours some people work you know three nights on two nights off and that varies week to week right and so some people that's just not an option they can't join a guild that raids two consistent nights and i don't know what guild varies their raid nights every week would be interesting um so maybe it is like a happy medium of like these people can come in and maybe they're with a the guild for a little while and then their schedule changes and they can go keep up and maintain in GDKPs to be ready for the next expansion. 
um, without us having to reduce the, you know, difficulty or the quality or, or the things that are allowed by the community of people that want to continue to have guilds and do things together and, you know, build up a community, but not require it, right? It's not required that you have guildmates and friends. If you want to be antisocial, you can go to GDKPs and farm gold. That's fine. Like, uh, Scotty J, when he came on, he was like, well, if you're talking to me in a dungeon, you get a mute immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he was going crack me up. Oh, right. so he said, I was like, well, I'm like the rare guy that like tries to, to like chat up the people in the five bands. He yeah. was like, well, you're getting, and I was like, but nobody ever talks back. He's like, well, yeah, mate, that's because you're getting muted immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, probably so. Man. Sometimes it's fun to banter in the GDKPs because it's also like, I mean, everyone's there for sort of the same reason. You're all playing the same game. Like, you have a lot in common. So you end up socializing with people outside of your guild a bit. And, like, obviously you're probably going to run into some bad apples. But I've, like, I have had fun just, like, because it's still just raiding at the end of the day. It's still just raiding, which means playing the game with another, with a group of people and, like, trying to coordinate and stuff. And so I, I... I do like GDKPs. I do also know that they are it goes hand in hand with some negatives, but I think it's I think that they're gonna stick around and I think that the average person can get a lot of benefit from them. Um, even if it's just like having fun. It's just kinda hard starting out at this point for someone who's new, you know, it's kinda yeah. hard starting out. Yeah, go find a guild. Or or just really <laughs> like you, Got to farm a ton and get get, get gold. I don't I mean, even know. You can farm quite a bit of gold pretty fast. Ten k yeah. gold? No, nope. Well, I feel like I don't know. I don't know how much you play, Mel. I mean, I've just in the last week I've made three k gold. I play raids. I mean, doing doing like skedis and. Different things like I had a drop that sold for you know six hundred gold. Okay, listen, I'm just really inefficient. I am aware. I am really inefficient. I am also really bad at selling things when I should sell them. I usually wait like two to four weeks before I get on and do something on the auction house, and like I haven't updated my TSM, and so it's showing me that something's going for like six hundred gold, and I get to the auction house and it's like a hundred and twenty, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I mean, you can make, because there are quite a few drops, there are quite a few ways to make gold pretty fast. Dailies are actually, especially if you have multiple characters to do the dailies, they're short, yeah. sweet, and give quite a bit of gold. You can, if you have multiple characters, you can continue questing, do quests extremely fast. You can get welfare epics and then be doing the old quests at an extremely fast rate. With just like season one arena gear weapons and 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 all, it's what I've been doing on the rogue for the past two weeks, and I've been making gold hand over fist. Yeah, I will say I did the other day. I had to buy what was it shards or something for an enchant, and I was buying blues off the auction house. And Bob was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, these disenchant into shards, and there's five gold less than the shards are on the auction house. See? Oh, I was, so I was when like, you don't have no. much gold, you get very good at being frugal. There you go. I, 
I also just get all of my enchants and pots and flasks and things from Kim from the G Bank, so I don't really need gold. And really, the only reason I want gold is to gamble during off-rate nights. Well, Mel, I feel like you just gave that tip to thousands of people on the just internet. Cut it. Just uh, cut it. Because <laughs> yeah, you told me that, and I was like, I didn't even think about looking for. You know, blues, yeah. Yes. Come like on, you also 65 look at, like, to 70 blues, and like you, they disenchant into a shard, and they were like literally five gold cheaper than the shards. And yeah, I was just like, they're just an extra step, and people don't like to do extra steps. They'd rather play the five extra gold for not having to disenchant, right? I mean, really, it's a laziness thing, and if you have the money, you're going to spend it. I just don't have money. See, so. I just didn't think people... I just didn't think people... I guess I gave people too much credit. Yeah, I figured they would know not to sell the blues and have it disenchanted by somebody. But I guess, like, no, I just gave people too much credit. Well, listen, I will say I spent way too much time early on when I was doing all of my tailoring cooldowns, trying to figure out if buying 10 motes of shadow was going to be cheaper than buying a primal shadow on any given day. And finally, I was just like, screw it. I don't care. That I'm was a big deal, this. though. Early on. Like, it was, I, because they varied so much. It was like dude, one I made day, a, Motes I made of Shadow hundreds of gold like, on that. Yeah. One day, Motes of Shadow were going to be like 10 gold, and one day, they were going to be 2 gold. And it was well, going to be the opposite. And you would just buy the, the Motes, turn them into Primals, and just make 5 gold off each of them, off each 10 Motes. And you're like, well, that was easy. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. All right, well, anything else? Any more thoughts on G, G DKPs? I think they're here to stay, and there are – plus, there's pros and cons to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think – yeah. I think that also, like, they're probably going to continue to grow because I think even to this day, people have more characters, and they continue to get more and more characters. And the more characters you have, the more characters you need getting gear, and also the more characters you can just like throw at raid lockouts. So I think they're well, and the more characters you can combine gold on, and the more characters mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So yeah. then it's not you know if you have time to make you know six characters, you probably have made a decent amount of gold. That if you put it all on one character, you have enough to. I mean, not and me, if you're but. doing pro pr professions on those characters, cooldowns. Just make cool just make passive gold, you know, like who does cooldowns anymore? I do. Everybody does. Shadow Not cloth still everybody. sells. Dude, all okay, so like we don't do the all of the cloth cooldowns, but you do your your cloth cooldown because it's it's so so far always a profit on one of them, but then you're getting a second one for complete profit. So like, yeah, you're not doing the five gold profit on the two others that, you know, you don't make two of, but the one that you make two of, you're making a five gold plus whatever that sells, that class sells for gold. So it's always a profit. Then on the gems, they're always a profit. profit usually like. Basically what this comes down to is I'm lazy. Yes. I completely yes. understand. And I blame Kim. <laughs> because All if right, I well, softened you have up. money. Yeah. <laughs> But I love you well, for what, what's everybody what's everybody been doing lately in wow who wants to start off I'm gonna do Mel and then Duranosaur oh sure um what have I been doing Ooh. I did raid mm -hmm. both nights 
Both? Get me? Both nights. Yep. Actually, I rated Wednesday instead of Thursday, but I did two nights, so that's that's all. Uh, other than that, I did not do anything. Yep. Oh, I sold okay. some things on the auction house for the first time in a few months, like we talked about, but that that is pretty much it. How long ago was it that you and Bob hit 60? Wasn't that like last week in hardcore? No, probably like three or four weeks ago. It was three or four weeks? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Oh, man. Let me look because we. Um... It was the week that we did the podcast solo. I know. Duo, that's what I was going to look and see. Because we did the digging on the same VOD. So it's on the same YouTube VOD as episode, I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah, the 21st. It's been a while. It was, yep, yep, three weeks. Well, two weeks ago from today. Mel, you also went to an Alt-ZG run, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, you guys, this is funny, actually. Thanks, Bob. See, I do much more than I remember. I went to the all run. So in all of my main runs, we have not hit the timer for the bear. And I've really felt like I was failing at life and wildlife. And I was like, what is the deal? Why do people keep dying? What is happening? Am I sucking? Because let's be honest, you know, 40 man raids, like you could kind of suck as a healer and nobody really knew. 25 man raids, not as much, but... There was still some wiggle room, right? Where like you can kind of hide in the shadows, right? Ten mans are really hard to not pull your weight and get away with it, right? So I was becoming self conscious. Too too healing, yeah. Yeah, right. And so I was looking at stuff, and I was like, "Am I doing it right? Am I like what's what's happening here?" And then I went on this alt run with all alts. I think I was the only it was main. All no, there was one. There was one main, I think. I can't. Was it Plessy? There was one. There was one main. No, Pulsey was a different person. It was oh, a pug. you're right. No, I think it was. It was all alts and two pugs. Yeah, and me on my main. Yeah, oh my you're god, right. the bear run easy peasy. Like it was. Yeah, and we literally started the run out going. Uh, all right, so nobody's expecting this to be a bear run. Like, we're going to be happy if we get three chests, and that's where we're going in, right? Everybody's on the same page. And we told the pugs that, too. Everybody was Dude, on the same we page. we had this red pally, though. Nobody ever has said this in the world, but this red pally was killing it on damage, from what I hear. It was doing, it was, it was doing a good job, and we... uh it's weird. It 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 was crazy. We have a guild member, Skeet. I'm sure we've talked about him before on the show many times. He's also known as Wop Slime. It's a great Don't name, say his but other uh, name. but so uh, yeah, so he uh, ran it and he ran it like a pro. I mean, he was yeah, telling he was everybody exactly what to do. I mean, we were impressed, and yeah, it's we got he was the on bear. A druid, and apparently, the druid's easy, according to Yep. You know, so maybe that's why he was better (laughs) well just his knowledge of what we needed to do in the different situations was just i mean it was extraordinary my hat goes off to him because it was a really good performance and i was impressed and yeah it was a good time it was the first uh, run that my rogue got to go on i got to show that i wasn't a total you know 
buzzkill. I'm still a rogue, you know. You can't do as much, yeah. but, you know. Oh, man, yeah. Because I raided you not so long ago, and you were trying to get into runs, I think, and, like, no one was taking your rogue. <laughs> no one, dude. I couldn't get anybody to take me on anything. It was, oh, it was so depressing. I mean, that's what you get for being a rogue. Like, let's be real. Mm. But, you okay, well, uh, you know. We well, gave our first set of glaives to a rogue. So did we. Ah. Yeah, you know, you give it to people. I mean, you that, need you know. like one or two in the guild, you know, to keep it keep it fun, but come on. Everybody needs kicks and distracts sometimes. Yeah. An armor pen, you know, rogues. They have a purpose, you know, kind of. Although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, they still serve a purpose. <laughs> it says they're the diversity hire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess I could go into what I've been doing if you want me to. Uh, just do you want to go? Skip Duranosaur? Well, no, no, we're not going to skip anybody. It's just that you you talk shit on my rogue, and I wanted to say yeah, something. Yeah, what, I was what proud else of. has been going on? Because I know that you're crushing it on your warlock. Well, yeah, my warlock, I'm actually uh, almost across the board, ninety-seven and up parses. I got like six ninety-nine parses, like five ninety-eight parses now. Can't parse on Reliquary or on, uh, what's his name? The silly fight, uh, Akama. I can't parse on that to save my life. Reliquary, I think my highest is 90. And then Akama, my highest is like 70. I'm like. Something, Akama's weird. (laughs) It's so, it's so weird. Which one's Akama? Akama's the one where we kill all the ads and then he walks up and fight ends in like 30 seconds total. Okay. It's probably so fast you've just never even noticed. It kind of feels like trash. trash. Yeah, yeah, it really feels like trash. Is but... it the first part or the second part? Is it the blinds or Hor Camp? Are you talking about Hygel? No, no, we're talking about BT. Oh, BT. it's in BT. Yeah, Hygel actually. Hygel, I think I would have parsed all ninety nines if I have if I had the Nax trinket. Mm. Um, but I just got my first ninety nine parse in, Hy- in Hygel second boss this last week and the rest of them are 98 parses and I can't seem to get that just one little oomph up but uh, yeah the warlock's been really good we have a really good warlock crew who's allowed me because Dresser, I don't know if you do this but when I was really into Season of Mastery I was like eh I don't like the warlock really I'll just be affy for the rest of the expansion and I regretted that statement so much because at that point I was stuck affy, but we, you know, I geared up faster than everybody else. And so the, the, the locks have, you know, offered me to like stay destro until they get their, their gear and can parse the way that they, they want to. Oh, and gotcha. so yeah. I've gotten to play destro a lot when I shouldn't have got to play it at all. So. I'm getting, I'm, I've gotten really lucky there, blessed. But yeah, that's that's going great. But on the rogue, Mel was talking crap on. I went on the alt run, and I don't know if it was because of the alt run or not. But I tried my hardest. I worked hard, and our guild leader offered me to come as a alt fill to one of the three guild runs the next week. So I got to go on my alt. I couldn't roll on anything over a main raider, which is is expected, but I got to go. And that felt good. It felt like, you know, 
you know, like he saw me working hard at it and he gave me a shot. You know, he probably won't give me a shot every week. He'll probably give other people shots, but I got a shot, which was How did really your cool. damage compare during the real raid? You know, you didn't you kind of skipped over that part. Oh, well, it wasn't it wasn't the best, but I was also a like when I went before, we had like three warriors in a 10-man group. So it really doesn't make sense to do the armor pen as the rogue, like when the the warriors can get five sunders pretty much instantly, and it takes you quite a bit of time to get the other. But I came in as specifically an armor pen bot, and we only had one warrior, and so <laughs> I didn't do as good a damage as I had done prior, but that's to be expected. I was there as a support class, and I was way under-geared compared to the people that were going to be just oh, pumping. Yeah. So I, I did my job, though. That's what's important. Good job, Bob. Good job. I think one of the things with ZA, like I think the reason that our main raid group hadn't gotten the bear run is really just overconfidence, right? I think for the, you know, pug alt run, we were all just like, just don't die, you know, take it slow and steady and just don't die. And we made it there easy, right? In our main run, we're like pulling and we're like not thinking as much about like, oh, we might not be able to take this many or we don't have mana, we've been pulling too fast, right? Like, so I think, I don't think it's a lack of skill in our other raid. Do you guys know uh, Tiny Traveler? It's a, he's a YouTuber who plays Classic WoW on, I think it's a gnome mage. And he has on, at least on that character, he has RP walked the entire journey. He comes in my chat quite often. Yeah. To give me updates and yeah, he yeah, he's Sounds great. Miserable. He he has RP walked every moment on that character, and I think it was like the second week or the second like reset of ZA, he came by my chat and I think I was in a ZA run and we weren't gonna get the bear. And he's like he's like, No hate, but I did this on my character, RP walking the whole way, and we got the bear. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how little you have to push the pace like you, as long as you're steadily moving you can get right. it done yeah yeah and all right lo- so next like, if people next don't know we're rp every pers- walking <laughs> every person who dies takes 10 seconds off of the clock so even if you don't wipe if you have a lot of deaths you're taking time off of the clock you know throughout throughout that too so sometimes it's not even about going fast it's just about you know, Not the tortoise dying. beating the hair. Yes. But yeah, that besides that, I've just been doing a lot of different daily stuff. I've been Wait, uh, I need to ask one more question about this RP walking thing. Real okay, fast. go ahead. Um, can he take five paths? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. But he so I asked him because he I found him back in like in vanilla classic. So before TBC came out and he had like full cleared knacks on an RP. What he had like done the dance and stuff uh, on Hygen and stuff uh-huh. in knacks like he'd full cleared knacks on this tune. And then when TBC started, I was talking to him and I was like, what about like you have to mount up to go to any of the TK dungeons and stuff. And he's like, oh, you can RP fly. Like you can move at RP walk speed on a flying mount. What? So yeah, yeah. So he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm still moving at the same pace. I so he does have a oh, mount. Yeah, it's the same as a. It's just I'm pretty sure it's the same as a ground mount where you just yeah. walk slowly. Yeah. So he's he's <laughs> committed. I think he does take flight pads. Obviously, like any other, like any other. Yeah, player I mean, would. I don't think you could not yeah. take flight pads. 
Yeah, but anytime that like he's you'd be like three hours later, I end up in winter spring, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's when uh, when we told Chat that we were going to do our RP walk to Stormwind and Ding, we were in Western Plaguelands, and Chat was like, "Are you RP walking all the way to Stormwind? <laughs> Are you walking?" And I was from like, "No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. But we're going to do it from the start of Stormwind." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um... Because he has, like, obviously, if you even think about, like, uh, flying into Light's Hope Chapel and then RP walking to the entrance of Nax, like, it mm. takes a lot. So, like, he's he's aware of it, though. Like, he's in it, and he's in a guild that is aware of it, too. But, like, he knows that he has to try to get to raid, like, an hour ahead of time because it's going to take him a long time to get there. So, he's a very oh cool dude. God. I think if you just, like, YouTube um, Tiny Traveler or Tiniest Traveler, you could probably find him. He's on a I'll PvE and, server, uh, right? Yeah, I'll try yeah. and stick it in the notes. <laughs> he might be on a PvP server. Could you imagine? Okay, I'm just thinking about Nax on White Main when we were Alliance and trying to get to Nax without dying. If I was in RP walk mode, I would. it would have taken me a day and a half to get there. Yeah, I think I remember asking him about like world PvP and he said like, oh yeah. He said, he said he'd be surprised how many people get beat by an RP walking mage in world PvP. Yeah, because they just don't like think to like all literally all you have to do is run away yeah but i would Ooh, probably die question from in a chat play yep marv tastic does he rp ghost walk i don't even can you rp ghost walk i yeah, don't even know i don't know i assume i've never tried but he would know i've never tried either yeah it'd be a good thing to ask him yeah <laughs> but i i'll try to have his information in the show notes for that because that is definitely interesting and you guys can check him out but uh Besides that, yeah, just doing all kinds of stuff, preparing my rogue to be my achievement hunter. He's going to be my main in Wrath and my achievement hunter. So trying to get all the mounts, trying to get all the reps for all the different mounts. If anybody doesn't know, you can now go back and do all the low-level quests all through Azeroth and get full rep. So it's actually oh. quite a bit easier than doing the Runecloth turn-ins that you used to have to do to get the rep for all the different uh, stuff. You can just go through all those starting areas and just clean up. Nice. So, yep, that's what I've been doing. What about you, Durantzor? Uh Yeah, so I've jumped back into TBC. I think I stopped back in, I want to say like October. Um, I was there from launch all the way till about October, and then I just wasn't having a lot of fun with it. So I stopped, and then we had... Starting in November, we had the Road to Rag challenge, and that kind of consumed me. And then once that all, all the hardcore stuff started slowing down, I had this... It was more so that I wanted to get back to playing with the people from my guild from Classic, right? The people that I had played with for like two years from the start of Classic all the way to like the start of TBC. Like I just, I kind of missed them more than anything else. So I I reached out to them and I asked uh, if there was any chance they needed... A hunter and the guy who's in charge said well you know you're in luck because we just had like a couple of our hunters say they can't raid anymore so i jumped back in a couple weeks ago uh and i've gotten pretty lucky gearing the hunter up and i've been raiding with them doing some gdkps i got a shaman to 70 and i've been doing enhancement shaman totem twisting uh shenanigans i'm like just barely to the point where i feel like uh it's like a raiding character 
Like there was a while there where it was like, oh man, if I ran a dungeon, a green could drop and it would be an upgrade, right? <laughs> uh, so, mm-hmm. so it's just now starting like today, I was like, do I need like, what all upgrades do I have left? And I was like, man, I actually don't have very much of that comes out of dungeons anymore, which is very cool. Um, nice. But then like I the remember shaming? jumping in when you first came back and you were you were like going to go do SSC and TK and you're like, what do I need to know about this? What do I need to know about that? You know, and yeah. you're like, eh, it's a lot easier now, but this is this and this. Oh man, I had not done... I had not done any of those raids. So, and then my first experience in tier five raids was in a soft reserve run. And they asked ahead of time there, you know, when you sign up for it, they're like, oh yeah, you've done the run, these raids, right? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've done these raids. Uh, yeah, like virtually on videos, I've watched them happen. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I think Bob was there. There were a few other people in my chat uh, that were they were there before the raid and giving me tips and then during the raid they were giving me tips so that worked out fine and then same thing with like the tier six content like i jumped into a hygel and bt and i was just like i don't know how any of these things work um and so chat was very helpful um my very first terran gorefiend kill i got the i was the first person to get the like debuff thing that was scary uh i still haven't gotten it dude i still haven't gotten it i have done it every week and never got it and then not this last week but the week before i got it and i was like wait what damn it like i prepared for multiple weeks in a row to like remind myself and have something up for like what i needed to do finally i dropped my guard right and i get it and i'm like what do i uh what happens what do i do i'm sorry Mm." oh man and i probably won't get it again for like two months Dude, I still haven't gotten it, and it gets the tension and scare before that fight starts gets worse each week. And I've like, I like almost want to be like, oh, uh-huh, DC'd. I don't. It's like, yeah, I was just. It's so scary now because yeah, now, now if you mess it up, knows. it's all on farm. Like. I've got a 99 parse on him, you know, like, yeah. And am I going to be the guy that screws up because like, I've never yep. done it. Like it's so it's scarier every week. And I've just pray that I don't have it ever. ever. And that's, that's where I'm at now. I was excited to get it the first few weeks. Cause I was like, Oh, I got this. I got this. I'm ready. You but know, but if you mess up now, right. If you, well, if you mess up now, it's like, like we've been what doing fuck, this for Bob? months. Like, you know, why do you yeah, not know like, what this is? Oh, right? but God, you don't it's practice so it. Like, I have never done. I never There's even the flash seen game. it. I don't know. Yeah, what which that I is. have. Yeah, which I have done. Yeah, but like, I haven't. It's still doing it in practice, knowing that your bar is going to be in the right spot. I mean, I'm a warlock, so like, at least I have that, and it's not like hidden or or something like on a different character, but. Something's gonna go wrong when oh, I, yeah. it finally happens to me, and I just don't want it to happen at this point. There's no reason to hide your pet bar. Like your pet bar doesn't show up unless you have a pet active. Yeah, people have weird yeah, UIs. Dominoes and stuff. You might just turn it off just because you're like, oh, I don't need that, or something like that, or yeah. or it's in a weird spot. You never put it in a proper spot to where you could actually see True. it correctly. Yeah. Fair. So that happened my first BT. Uh, <laughs> 
See, so you're the opposite of us. Damn. See, now yeah. you've done it, so now you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> it happened, and everyone, because I think I was with my guild, because I think what happened was they had someone like tr- call out last second, and they were like, hey, do you want to come and experience BT? We know that you're not like geared or ready for it, but you'll get experience. And I was like, sure. And as soon as I got the debuff, everyone was on comms. And they're like, oh, no. And I was like, I can do this. I can figure this out. And they're like, just <laughs> take it slow. You'll be fine. Uh, and I like, I barely uh, like got it done. Like it was just, I feel like moments from disaster. And I like, because <laughs> you die afterwards, right? Like you, yeah. at least, yeah. So yeah. then I died afterwards and I was just sitting at my computer, just like, just like breathing hard. Like my heart was pounding and they're like, no, you did fine. That's fine. Like didn't wipe the ray yeah. or anything. And I was just like, oh See, my gosh. I would have to see that on stream because you are Joe Cool, like Mr. Relax. Like I I remember Ubers. Ubers it was you and Sarth Hunters on a 10-man Ubers hardcore. You guys weren't even fully geared yet. And you had some shit go wrong with a pole. And then you and Sarth just calmly walked everybody out of the dungeon and you were like, don't go that way, go this way with me. Like and then you finally got out and you were like, oh, but like you kept your cool that entire time. Yeah, I, it's maybe it's. uh Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like a coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. Like as it, long as my voice stays calm, I stay calm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then as soon as it's over, I just like everything just like sinks. Just, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's why. OK, so that's why as soon as you died, everything sucked. You're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing at TBC. I'm still raiding full time in season of mastery on a non hardcore character. I actually play with an EU. Yeah, let's, guild. Uh, yeah. let's actually move into the, just your update on just season of mastery in general. And we could do that along with your, what you've been doing in season of mastery. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I raid with a, it's a guild called balance. It's on a PVE server on EU in Caesar Mastery, and we we've actually been doing a lot of uh, AQ40 PTRing lately, which has been super fun because they are throwing in like a bunch of changes to AQ40. Um, so that is that's going to be a fun thing, and we can jump into more of that in a little bit because I think there's like some blue post information on it. Yep, yep, yep. That's in the news. Yes, and then as far as like hardcore stuff, which I know a lot of people associate me with hardcore with season of mastery we are continuing to raid we're actually going to go into molten core tomorrow i don't know how many bosses we're going to do that sort of depends on who shows up and how prepped we feel but the goal is to try to again like just make these raids more uh consistent We've been doing a ZG almost every single ZG reset, which I don't I don't think that people necessarily know. Like, hey, hardcore elite, the hardcore community is still doing in-game content. Like, I think I don't think they've missed I haven't been there for all the ZGs, but I don't think they've missed a single ZG lockout since it came out. And they've been full clearing. And Z like what a lot of people maybe don't really understand or maybe forgot if they did play vanilla MC loot is not really all that good mm-hmm. on the whole. Like, you know, even the priest gear has like spell damage or whatever. Right. Yeah. For like, for like the tier, you know? And so it's like, 
It's not the best. And ZG loot is actually really good. Not just catch-up gear, but just really good gear. I mean, I think it's best for mages until you get to AQ. Yeah. Like the, uh, the Bloodvine blood set. set. Yeah. For locks, too. Yeah. So there's been a lot of that. I think that um, there have also still been deaths because, oh, well, we did, we did an attempt at Anixia, I want to say, like three weeks ago. We went in, and finally, it was the first hardcore attempt on Anixia. We did kill her, but I think we had four people die, which is the most Ooh. people that have died, I think, in, on any single boss across, like, all of hardcore rating, like the EU side, the NA side. Um, it was... <laughs> It was it was kind of a bloodbath, um, and it's it was just a combination of like rough things happening. But there, even with that, there are still plans to try to get back in there because we need Anixia scales if we ever want to attempt any of the Blackwing Lair bosses with like uh, Shadow Flame. Right. I kind of wish that Hardcore had like a Mario mentality, like Super Mario Brothers, where you get three lives, or you could do like really cool things to get a bonus life, you know, or something like that. Like where it was actually tracked in game. Cause that'd be impossible for the community of the track and all that. But yeah. like, I almost wish there was like, you got an extra life, every new tier that came out or something. I don't know. Like just yeah. cause it freaks me out. It freaks me out just watching it, you know, like, like oh, uh, yeah. it's uh, nerve wracking. Uh, I think I have a harder time watching it than playing. Cause I think when I'm playing, <laughs> Uh, I can convince myself, yeah, I can convince myself to focus, uh, and like get the job done. But if I'm watching, like it stresses me out. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, did you hear how we, we hit 60? Did we ever tell you about uh, the exact details? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if it was very exciting. All I know is that Bob made me grind until he was like a thousand away from hitting level 60 so that he didn't RP walk to Stormwind on accident and then not hit 60 when he turned in yeah. his quest. That's the fear. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, look, I got it. I got it. No, I'm 32 XP away. Crap. <laughs> yeah. I think that everyone who's ever hit 60 in hardcore, like that, as they're approaching the end, like that's their fear is like, oh, I'm going to plan out this thing and then I'm going to show up and do my final turn in and it's not going to ding. And you're just going to be like, ah, I got to take a flight path somewhere. Right. I just remember, was it Gusu that uh, was like doing his RP walk and turned in and it was like, oh, no, I did the math on that. Right. No, what? No, I should I should have digged. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. And my or first hardcore sixty, I dinged hardcore. on accident. Yeah, like just killing a mob and accidentally dinging and being like, oh, oh no, oh, no, I was climactic. just. I was turning in quests. I did the math wrong, and I was just going. I was like, Bring. oh, oh, I hit sixty. Oh, okay, yay! Yeah. Like it didn't feel as good, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Big congrats to both of you on that too, because. It's still it's, fun. it's still like an incredible challenge and feat. Like Oh, it was great. It was a great journey. Yeah. And I think yeah. that you I guys like the leveling portion is forever going to be like what makes hardcore what it is. So uh as much as I preach for people to like jump in and raid with us in hardcore late, like I totally understand that the it's the like the one to sixty journey or the one to seventy if you're in TBC, like that's what hardcore is really all about. So uh, the more people it was that so much fun. can give that a try. Yeah, I think it's it's just a good time. 
And if you don't have a partner named Bob who kills you, you probably, you know, will do <laughs> even better. Well, I think, I mean, Meldrod said it best, like, it takes a few deaths to, like, really understand and retrain your brain to, like, oh, yeah. Nothing scarier, though, than being, like, 55, 56 and realizing, like, okay, now if I die, though, I'm going to be real pissed. Right? Like, yeah. like before Especially that point, when the quests like, are in the eastern plaguelands and you're like, okay. Yeah, like there's a random elite running around, right? And you're just yeah. like, in, in Invisible elites, level 61 elites that do a knockdown, a slow, and a silence. Like, I feel like yeah. you learned that somehow. Oh, I just, I saw <laughs> other people die oh, on man. Fs and the, chat. Uh, Fallen heroes, right? Yep. Oh man, the ones you that spawn when you get the blood, yeah, uh, off of the ground. Um. Yeah, I have never lost. I think the highest level character I've lost was a level forty-seven. I cannot imagine losing a character in the like mid to high fifties. Oh I don't God. know what that would do to me. <laughs> but I feel like it gave me so much. Yeah, like so much more anxiety. Like in the forties, like I was like pretty like confident. I was like, all right, this is, we got this, right? We get into the fifties, and I'm like. Okay, I gotta really focus up. We need to need to really figure this out. Bob's over there like pulling something, and I'm like, like ah, okay. Well, hold on, you're getting a little close to that other mob that's like a hundred feet away. Yeah, it gets to the point where we're like, okay, once we get to a point in drinking, we just gonna have to do something else. <laughs> yeah, but that was a great time to do professions, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. on the the um, duo. Here, we'll do some fishing now. That's why I got fishing the highest that I had ever had it up, because I still wanted to play my hardcore character, but wasn't going to do anything dangerous. So I feel like professions are also depressing when you lose your character, right? Like Oh yeah. Spent all this time doing these professions and then you like make a new character and you're like, Do I even do professions? Because what if I die? And then you get to a certain level and you're like, Well, god damn it, why don't I have professions worked up? Now I have to grind even more. Yeah. Oh, yep. I and I'm like I'm really bad with professions in hardcore because I, I like weigh it out in my mind. I'm like, okay, if this character has, you know, 20 hours played, if I put four hours into professions, like that's a sixth of my time. Like that's, that's way too much time for like, <laughs> like if I die, it's like, oh my gosh, I like a sixth of that right. time was just died like four hours earlier. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think it depends on the class you're playing. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause on Rogue, I just felt so squishy without all the uh, without all the pots, you know. Like that part was a little rough for for me. But I feel like if you played a priest or a warlock or something, like maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal. I, I don't know. I think one of the scariest quests that we ended up doing, which was on my um, what was the quest guide thing that we used? Uh oh, uh, the uh, Rested XP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was on my rest and XP guide, but F it wasn't on Winky, Bob's. It is an awesome, awesome add-on, and you should use it. It is great, but it was on my rested <laughs> XP it, guide. Though. He hates guides. Oh yeah, he doesn't like guides. <laughs> hey, Scotty, thanks for the raid. Hey, Scotty, thank you so much. Um, it was on my rested XP guide, but it wasn't on Bob's, and it was in what's that place that you go to? <laughs> You guys, the place I'm you really, go to really bad about give us the what's like, the environment like fire and there's like a little crater in the middle of it. And oh, you're talking about Searing Gorge. Yeah, yeah. 
I think. Oh, talking about wow. Siri Gorge. Okay, Bob got that a lot faster than I was going to get that. <laughs> well, it's because it's we kept getting me a long time to communicate. Falling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys falling have down in there. You've got the connection. He understands so my nonsense. So many fall deaths in hardcore there, right? Yeah. Um, no. There's a, there's a few, yeah. So the scariest part, though, was, you know, in the bottom, when you go and there's like those elite mobs and you have to like loot the thing on the ground. Yeah. And oh. so the the druid guide didn't yeah. have you do that yeah. in hardcore, but the priest guide did have you do that because you could fear, grab it and then run. Yep. Right. Okay. So here's the thing, though. Also. In the Valentine's Day event, I got a box that gave me love dummies, which are basically target dummies. Oh, that's true. Which was huge, right? So I had like 10 of those. That was epic. So I go in there and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's, we got this. And I run in there and I fear. And then one of them like resisted the fear. Oh, no. So like I looted it. And then this other one's like right here. And I was like, ah. And so I put down my little love dummy and we're running out and they're just chasing us. And we run and it's like we had like mapped out this whole plan of where we were going to run. But then we were like at the end of it and they were still chasing us and they wouldn't despawn. And I was like, oh, oh. And then so we did it and it was fine. It went fine. And then Bob's like, well, we I to have it. to do it now, too. Twice. And I'm like, oh, no. do you, though? I don't know that that went well enough for us to do it again. And he's like, well, you're already higher than me in XP. You can't have another quest that I don't turn in, especially an elite one. And I was like. And we were like, you oh. got to risk it for the biscuit. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So you did it twice? We did it we did twice. It twice. Oh, my goodness. Overseer Maltorius. That guy scares yep. me. That's one of those mobs. Yeah, he's killed so many hardcores. Oh, yeah, that... and he roots. He roots. Like that was another thing. Like he rooted you, or sheeped sheeped me. He I think. She- yeah, he sheeps. He mine lays. Uh, he does an MC. If there's more than one thing on his threat table, he'll MC one. Like I think he sheeped mob. Bob, which was fine because I could dispel Bob. But I was also in like semi panic mode, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I could dispel you. I think I know my keybind." <laughs> Yikes. Oh my it's goodness! Yeah, okay, so, uh, so okay. What else with uh, hardcore eel elite and what you guys are doing? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's continuing to raid. Just uh, there's still new people hitting sixty like every week, trying to get them geared up, trying to get them into like the ZGs to get that gear because, like you said, a lot of that gear is even better than MC gear, and if we can. If we can do enough and grind enough of that gear out, then it makes, you know, going back into Molten Core easier. It makes trying Anixia again easier. And then who knows? Like, we have until my guess is November, because they said it, Season of Mastery would be one year long for us to attempt Blackwing Lair. And I think that for most hardcore players, they either want to, like, keep their character as a trophy or they want to go down in a blaze of glory. And right. I think that if we get enough people that are willing to go down in the blaze of glory, we're just, <laughs> we're going to go for it. Like we're going to go into Blackwing yeah. Lair one day and say, we're not leaving here until it's full cleared or we're dead. So I'm excited hey. for that. Well, if you want naked fodder for the, uh, for the, uh, what's it called room with all the traps? Uh, you just have my, room? yeah, you can have my rogue come in and, 
just uh, suppress and trip. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you could. That's, uh, that's pop, Bob's and contribution. Then once you're past, you could pop me back out. <laughs> but I could just do that. You know. Yeah. I would have contributed to the road to Neff. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god. I'll give you whatever's in my bank. I'm really good at farming, remember? Oh, and remind me, I have like three black lotus to give you. Oh, yeah. I do have have those because I grab those throughout. Nice. And I'm in the guild, so I am allowed to trade it to you now. So remind me of that because that could definitely help. You're not in the guild? Are you not verified, Mel? She is. She is. I don't know. Am I verified, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of the admins got with me a couple weeks ago and confirmed we were both verified. Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm. they didn't notice all of the things we did. I see. I mean, we did. It was pretty cool because we followed the rules to the T, and we did slash played, and we were within two minutes of each other. There you go. Because like we'd be like, all right, ready to log in. All Which right, go now. Which was actually one of the most annoying things about the duo. Yeah, was yeah. that I couldn't log in and do like fishing when he was I'd doing something like, else. I'd have to AFK watching YouTube or something because she was finishing up professions and you know all that jazz. Yeah, and he rushes me. He tried to rush me all the time. He's like, and then he'd <laughs> rush me, and then he'd complain the next day. He'd be like. So we just don't have any agility pots? And I'm like, no, we don't have any agility pots because somebody didn't want to wait 10 minutes on after we were done. Oh, man. This is why I don't do duos very often. <laughs> it's this stuff. <laughs> but yep. I don't know. If we get official hardcore servers, the mod team, the hardcore moderators have talked. And I think the consensus is we would just get rid of like all of those rules. Like if if we actually had... A server where if you died, like you were unable to resurrect in any way, or it or it just deleted mm-hmm. your character, then we can get rid of all those rules because so many of those rules were put in place to avoid getting help from non-hardcore players. So right. if you're on a yep. server and everyone is forced to be hardcore, like go nuts, like do whatever. Yeah, just to give an example for people, like a, a non-hardcore player could die multiple times to get you to a goal that you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas that's that's the problem. But if it's all hardcore, it's like I think PvP be kind of neat in all <laughs> hardcore because then you wouldn't have the griefers with multiple lives. Yeah. If you wanted to grief, you'd be taking a big chance. It would be rough. Unless you're a rogue. The longer the server got aged, though. It would be really rough for yeah. people trying to come in. But in that case, you could just put a five-level gap where you can't attack People that are, no, you know, that, more than five levels This sounds like a miserable you. idea. I think you cannot <laughs> combine PvP and hardcore. You just need to get out of here with that idea. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, yep. Hardcore is still is still going, and you could definitely follow Duranosaur to, like, see it going on. You're still the GM, right? Uh, I, I've taken a step back, so I'm not the Have GM you? anymore. Okay. Yeah, I still, I mean, I'm still participating. I still track everything that's going on. I still have, like, people come into my chat and ask me, what's Hardcore doing? And I know what's going on. It was just, it was a lot of time uh, and effort every day. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, Just running a normal guild yeah. is a lot of time and too much effort and can't imagine Hardcore. Yeah. So I gave the reins over to Calamity, who 
is absolutely crushing it. She's, oh, nice. She's doing a fantastic job. Um, and I, anyone who gets to 60 and gets to, you know, play with her, they should feel safe playing with her because she has typically been playing healers. And I don't know if there's necessarily any healer that I would rather be in a dungeon with than her. So nice, nice. Okay, uh, well. You obviously have not run with Mel. Well, Mel, you got to do some <laughs> level 60 content in hardcore. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move into. <laughs> Time for the news. So first off in the news, more pretty much guarantees that Wrath of the Lich King is coming. It has shown up in the Classic Era update, which is a little weird and a little scary, but I think lots of things have showed up in the Classic Era uh, servers. I think it's their base area that they start things. So I think that's why it's showing up there. I don't want to... I don't want to... Scotty J's last video should have had creepy, eerie horror (laughs) music in the background because it was a scary video that he pointed out that they could, they could say, okay, well, this is the line of the sand. Wrath is going to be a season of mastery and they could steal our, you know, almost two year wrath journey and, turned it into a one-year journey, Mm. and it's a scary thought that that could happen. But either way, looks like Wrath's coming. They would get from that. Yeah. I just don't... At least not with the first go-round. Right. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I don't get it either, but he he made a good point that they could. Like, and they're going to have to do it at some point, probably. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Cataclysm would be a great time to do that because I'd much more... Be likely to try cataclysm if it was on a year timeline than if it but wrath don't take my don't take my wrath please yeah i don't think they will but yeah Hopefully that's not. all the news is is that it's shown up and we're probably going to get it we are going to talk wrath um at the end but it's not in the news we're going to talk about it in d discussion after we get over this next piece of news so stay tuned for that the next piece of news is the season of of mastery patch 1.14.3 notes. Now I'm going to let Duranosaur kind of run this segment because yeah. he knows way more than me, and I think it will be better. I think we'll be better for it because we've been trying to cover this Duranosaur for weeks. So I feel like it's part of the scene, but we just don't play it, and so it really is a bummer for us because we're like, ah, we'll put it in the notes. You can read about it, and we'll talk about some neat things we see in there. But yeah, you've been playing it. You've been playing PTR, so yeah, run it. Oh man, so the PTR right now, its main focus is testing AQ40, and they're doing something different with AQ40 than they did with the previous raids. Um, and the big thing is that instead of it just being a different version of AQ40 altogether, they're actually going to allow you to choose different difficulties. So you're going to be able to choose whether you want to do AQ40 as it was in Classic. And I think depending on your reputation with Brood of Nazdormu, you can increase the difficulty. 
So if you have someone who's friendly, you can up it one level of difficulty. If you have someone who's honored, you can go another one, revered uh, another one. And I think that might be it. I think there's there's the baseline difficulty and then three harder difficulties. And we got to test it this past Tuesday. And we actually went in, we did the first harder, harder difficulty. And that first one is, if you remember the Cthune fight, the little claw tentacles that would spawn during Cthune, it's essentially those spawn during all of the normal boss fights. And that's like... Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's, that's what fun. makes it harder. And we did Bug Trio on that difficulty, and we were like, all right, this is really easy. Um, so then we sent someone up to turn the difficulty up, and I whispered them, and I said, hey, why don't you just skip the second one and go straight to the hardest one? Like, let's just <laughs> let's just turn it up to 11 right away. And they whispered me back, and they said, already ahead of you. Um, so we went, <laughs> we went to Sartura and, uh, basically I think the second level of difficulty is you get the little claw tentacles and little eyes. So the eyes that spawn that do the mind flay ability on a random player, those also spawn during all the other boss fights. Um, but we turned it up to the hardest difficulty, which <laughs> meant we got little claws, little eyes, big claw tentacles, and then randomly, Cthune will show up and oh do one eye beam on like a random person in the raid and then will disappear again. So you're having to deal with the Cthune eye beams uh, and big claw tentacles and little eye tentacles and little claw tentacles on all the boss fights if you turn it up to that max oh difficulty. God. And if you Whoa. look at uh, the patch notes, the main, the main thing that they talk about is this um, the prophecy of chaos thing. Um, and these shadowy orbs. And every time you kill one of the claws, whether it's the little claw, the little eye, or the big claw, it spawns these like little uh, black orbs that are just floating around. And when we tested it on Tuesday, if you grabbed one of those, it increased your movement speed, your attack speed, and your casting speed. And it would stack up to 10 times. And as far as we could tell, there was like no negative side effects. So we like people were going nuts over these things. They were just like, oh, <laughs> did you give it to your takes first, though? Uh, I mean, it was basically like because the the tentacles spawn sort of randomly. So like as soon as they die, like anyone nearby would just like rush over and like try to soak up all these orbs. Um, at the end of our we were testing for like two, two and a half hours at like we were going to pull twin imps again. And there was a server shutdown notification and it was like it went from like they posted and they said like server shut down in 15 minutes. And we were like, OK, we can do like one or two more polls. And then within a minute, it was like server shut down in five minutes. And we were like, OK, let's pull fast. Um, so we pulled fast and we wiped again because Twin Imps with all that stuff going on was just a nightmare. Um, oh, I bet. And then within like 10 minutes, the blue post came out that talked about, OK, so shadowy orbs um now have a negative side effect so you guys will have to go back in uh and figure out what those are so next tuesday i think our plan is to go back in turn it all the way up to 11 again and then see okay so what do these shadowy orbs do now with the negative side effect um and all that another thing that i didn't even really mention is that uh they're not letting anyone test Cthune on the PTR. And they said that in their first post about the PTR testing for AQ40. They were like, we're not going to allow anyone to test Cthune. We're never going to allow anyone to test Cthune. You guys could try it on release. 
So we covered that, but they said the final boss of AQ, which made me like think, is there a final final boss past Cthulhu that they're adding in? Oh. But like they didn't word it Cthulhu. They worded it no one will be testing the final boss. Oh, interesting. And so I was like, that verbiage is weird. Yeah. So I thought possibly there was like another boss. Maybe they were leaving it, it open to see if they if they got it finished, and maybe they didn't. And they were like, "Yeah, the final boss." Maybe, Dude, maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was something that like caught my eye just because maybe I'm not in it, and you was thinking like outside the box, but yeah. it'd be kind of crazy for him to add a boss. But at the yeah. same time, you never know. And we haven't even because we went in and tested everything um, without like added difficulties and we f- we cleared every boss and we didn't even go to Cthulhu because we just assumed it wasn't there. Oh, so, see, so you can't even give us the insider yeah, info. I can't even. See, I was wondering, what if you beat Cthulhu and all of a sudden you're dropped into Yog saran's room or something or like yeah. some boss that they've had in retail at some point, you know, that like works with the storyline. I I don't know the lore, so I wouldn't know what would work, but... I I just thought that was interesting the wording that they had. So you definitely need to check. Yes, Cthulhu next. I'll time. mention that <laughs> when we go uh, when we go test next week. It'd be so like oh, but is... we have to push through that trash to get to it. Yeah, though. true. Because <laughs> oh. my thought with this always is, you know, what do you get for doing it harder? I know people always say they want it harder, but if you don't get anything more for doing it harder, nobody's actually going to do it harder. Yeah, but they give you extra loot, right? It's not different loot; it's just extra. Yeah, so they. That hasn't been added to the PTR yet. So that's like kind of a gray area still because we were killing, we killed a few of the bosses on like the hardest difficulty. And our assumption was going to be that like we should be getting like at least one extra piece of loot and we weren't. Right. Um, But they, I think, mentioned that also in their first blue post, right? Like you will be rewarded for trying out the harder difficulties. Yeah, I think it said you'll... Each boss will now have a chance to drop additional loot scaling upwards depending on which prophecy your rage okay. is selected. Yeah. So that is something that doesn't seem to be in the PTR right now. But yeah, I our guild has already talked about it. And if it does happen where we do get more loot for doing the harder versions, like we're going to try to do the harder versions starting week one because we, right. we were able to kill uh like every boss at least like one harder difficulty and we killed like three of them at the hardest difficulty so and if you get that much more loot then you get that much more gear and it's probably easier to do the other bosses at harder difficulty too you know what True. i mean yeah it just like snowballs yeah it brings up another question i ha- i had that i'd forgotten z g mm-hmm. so have you tried any of the hard modes yet where you get the extra loot and then you can go back and kill those priests and yes. still get their loot again? Okay, you have. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I think some people might know about this, but maybe not, because there wasn't really any incentive to do hard mode Hakar back in Classic, but you could do it. Like, yeah, there wasn't. You could do it for funsies, mm-hmm. but yeah. got literally nothing for it, and you lost loot because of it, so no one ever wanted to do it. Yeah, exactly. So. In Season of Mastery, they didn't actually buff ZG at all, but they did incentivize people for trying hard mode Hakar. And the way they incentivized it was that if you left up one of the five 
aspect priest, so one of the five priests that's like associated with an animal. When you killed Hakar, one item of loot from that priest's loot table would be added to Hakar's. And then after you killed Hakar, you could still go back and kill that priest for extra for their normal loot. So And we it, had done some some of this before we would skip one or two of the bosses because they didn't have anything people needed mm -hmm. and just go ahead and kill Hakar in some of our groups. Mm -hmm. Like just, but it was just out of, we didn't want to go kill that boss, yeah. you know, type of deal. Yeah. So we like, and we, I think someone found out that, cause I've like, we, we started like talking about like which bosses to skip. Um, and ultimately it was like, well, there isn't really like, there isn't that great a loot necessarily off of any of them. But well, you got to skip the mount bosses, right? Well, that's exactly what it was. Is like it was like <laughs> okay, we should skip tiger boss because if if we can get a tiger off a car, that's like huge. And so my question was: Is this proven? Right? Can we actually? Can is that one of the items that can drop off a car if you skip tiger? And I guess it has happened in season of mastery. Like there's proof of it. So we always skip tiger boss every single time. And there's sometimes Have you ever gotten a. No, no, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, not off of Hakar or off of Tiger Boss. Um, but then there's also, you can skip Panther Boss and you can get the 18 slot bag off of Hakar. So those are the two that I think most guilds end up skipping just because the, the other loot isn't that big of a deal. Um, but each of the five, depending on which priest you skip, it can it adds a different mechanic to Hakar. So... If you skip Tiger Boss, it means that Hakar enrages and you have to have hunters do like a trank shot rotation. Um, and then there's other ones that include like, I think there's like threat wipes and there's, I can't even remember all of them, but their whole thing with ZG, with Season of Mastery was giving players a reason to at least attempt those hard modes because like what we're saying, most guilds didn't even do it in classic because there's no reason to do it unless you just wanted to skip right. those bosses altogether. So that is not the way it is in TBC right now. Like oh. if you go back and do ZG, right? I haven't tried. I've only killed the, the mount bosses in TBC in ZG. We do it like after our first raid of the week, almost every week we just run it there and try to get a mount. We've gotten a couple. Oh, wow. But yeah, we have, I'm just curious. I, I, yeah. It would be awesome if that change was just like Ninja added in and we didn't know because we just go straight to Hakar, kill him, and then go kill the two mount bosses. Well, now you have me wondering. I well, wonder when if you, tested that. When you kill Hakar, does he have extra loot on him then? We haven't killed him. Oh, you Hakar haven't killed Hakar at all. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. In, in TBC, we just go in there and we do a 10 minute mount run and kill the two mount bosses like it literally takes 10 minutes everybody runs there if you pull a pack you can kill the pack solo like you kill the boss in literally like about 15 seconds and then you see if the mount drops and then you take off yeah. you know we haven't tried I, that would be hilarious if it that was be. ninja added in and nobody knows about it because nobody does zg and tbc yeah that it's it's super easy to be like they wouldn't do that like they wouldn't make that kind of a weird change but yeah I I feel like they've done weird stuff like that. It's before. also one of those things on like maybe it was just like a press a button and it went live across everything and they were just like well nobody would probably notice if we put it in here. We so. had like twenty people that came to the last one though. I almost wish 
I'm going to try to talk people in to go into, yeah. just go straight to Hakkar. Yeah, because you then, can go straight to Hakkar, see. right? Like, you yeah. don't have to yeah. kill anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that just going to be, be hard. He's just going to be, well, with a group of 2070s, I bet it'd be super easy. But yeah, 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 and lots of them geared, too. I mean, some of us come on our alts, but, like, because I just go on my alt because my alt's going to be my main, and I want as many mounts as I can on it. But most people come on their actual main mains, which are, like, tier six geared, you know? Yeah. Something to try. You try it. Let me yeah. know. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be crazy. You tell us was... about Cthune. We'll tell you about ZG and TBC. Like, how long is it going to take the com- the community? Or even better, listeners, you do it and you let us know. <laughs> Leave a review of the show. Let us know. Right? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Well, um, anything else to go free, over? on uh, art. Now you're asking for free... You know, runs like, come on, Bob. Hey, man. The best things in life are free. All right. I think that's about it. Anything else? No, because I think the other note here was that they they, uh, changed Fankris, but they didn't actually say what. And uh, that, again, that happened after we did our PTR rating this week. So that will be one that I'll have to check out next week when we test it. Awesome, awesome. All right, well. Let's move into Bobby. We need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? So this week in discussion, uh, Wowhead put out a article about uh, everything that changes in Wrath. And I thought it'd be kind of neat to go over it. It's definitely not everything, because that would be a long, long list. We don't have time for that. Yeah, they have a list. I mean, we could go through we could go through the changes piece by piece, or we could pick out ones that we here. Let's start with major quality of life changes. So Wrath of the Lich, Lich King ushers in life uh, qu- uh, quality of life changes such as uh, ch- achievements, equipment manager. Does it really put equipment manager in? Like the whole straight up item rack? I didn't remember that. Maybe it became late Wrath or something? Mount collection tab definitely came later in Wrath. The barbershop I think came at the start. Dual talent specialization came with Olduar but will probably be at the beginning. And Dungeon Finder came in patch 3.3, which all of these will probably be in the the initial one. Does anybody know about... Let's talk about achievements first. And then I don't think any of us know about equipment managers, so... But let's talk about achievements. Is anybody here besides me super excited for achievements? No. I have never played Wrath, so I'm not sure. It could be that I get into it and it just like it stirs Sucks something in me. Oh, yeah, you've never played Wrath. I've never played really? Wrath. I've never. I didn't play original. I never played private server. It's my first experience with Wrath of Lich King is going to be classic Wrath, dude. I think it is the 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 just perfect place that WoW got where quality of life wasn't too much and 
it wasn't too little. I think it was just the perfect mix. Oh, I love Wrath. I can't wait for you to see Wrath. So achievements, like you have an Xbox or a PlayStation. Oh, yeah, right? I'm, I'm familiar with. Yeah, you yeah. get achievements. Yeah, it, I, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand so, the concept, Duranosaur, of what we're talking about? Hey, you know what? You know what? Well, hey. maybe listeners fair. don't, so it's worthwhile. But uh, so there's achievements for all kinds of shit. Like you probably want your achievement hunter to be your main because there's a whole bunch of dungeon and uh, raid achievements. But there's achievements for there's there's one for killing chickens, like in a certain um, in a certain uh, amount of time in a certain area. There's but one is for there uncovering one for all the map the pet chicken. I mean, yes, yes. There's one for having pets. There's ones for having mounts. There's achievements across the board. And I had a blast with them back in the day. I do hope they are count wide. I hated the fact that you had to choose one person to be your achievement hunter. And then an achievement on any other character didn't feel all that great because it was a different character. But achievements as a whole, I really enjoyed. I just, I mean, I think that they're fine. I don't think they do anything negative for the game, really. I think they allow people to have goals to work towards that maybe gets people playing more. I just don't care about them because I don't want to spend the time doing some well, of them. Interesting that you say that, because I'm curious if Duranosaur thinks he's going to be into him or thinks he's not, because I remember when Wrath came out, I did not think I would be into it, but... When you see that little noise come across and a thing pop up in your screen, it's almost like dinging a level, and it's addicting. Yeah, I I could see getting into it 100%, because there's games, I feel like I've played games like uh, that have had the achievement system built into the game, not even like the Xbox achievements, but just like games that had it built in, and I would veer off from whatever the main storyline was to like try to get these little extra things done like that okay if it was a quest and it was like showing up in my quest log like i'll farm little sheep all day long to get seven wool cloth right if that's what i need for my quest but if it's just like kill 800 sheep i'm like yeah whatever yeah, i don't know well i don't have to look at it all the time is it might it might depend on because I don't know how well, I don't know how it was implemented, but if if there's enough of them to like get the ball rolling, then I feel like the more uh, time consuming ones, like they'll come near the tail end of it, right? You'll, you'll, you'll start with the easy, quick ones and then it'll be like, well, you know, now that I've, now that I'm like halfway through the achievements, I'm going to start trying the ones that are a little bit harder. And then now as I'm you invested, get, yeah, it. then you start like checking more boxes. Eventually it's like, well, now there's only like 20% of them left. And then now I just have to get every mount in the game. And that's the last thing I've got to do. Yeah. See, and I'm working on that now, but the, ins there's the insane achievement where you're getting the blood cell buccaneers oh, yeah. and I mean, it's literally an insane achievement because you're getting all of those weird ones that literally would take you forever. It also includes the one that gets you the white saber or the the frost saber mount. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if it does now that I'm thinking about it because it was Alliance only. Isn't there Maybe one? it doesn't include that one. I think I've heard about, there's one that's like, it's associated with the night elves in Dire Maul. Where the only way to get the rep is to like turn in Librams. 
Oh, I know which one you're talking about. And it's like I don't remember though. Shindralar. Yeah, someone in chat saying Shindralar. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's like it, the reason why it's super annoying is because one, it's super slow. Like the amount of rep you get is really low. But two, the Librams are unique. So it's not like you can just like a, buy a bunch of them and then go do this. Like you can only have one on your character at a time. So you're having to like constantly do these like trips like back and forth to like get a Libram, come back, turn it in, go get another Libram, come back, turn it in. And it was just, I I remember like someone, like I probably watched like a YouTube video or, or something on it. And it was like the most arduous achievement that has ever existed in World of Warcraft. Oh Cause it was God. like, it took like dozens of hours to just like, to get it done. And it was like super obscure and if if the like Librams didn't exist, they're like a low drop chance rate. So you'd have to just like hope that you could go farm them somehow. Oh Stuff like God. that. Yeah. You know, there's some guy that's been like sending and returning Librams through the through the mail this entire time, keeping hundreds of them going just back and forth between two different accounts so they can get this day one. That would be insane. Yeah, that's Which, commitment. Yeah, I mean the it's the insane achievement. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at one of them that says we'll bandage a certain number of unique injured pets, and you can't overheal. Like what, dude? There's so many weird things. I remember the first time achievements came out, I was like, "All right, well, it's time to finally uncover the entire map." Oh my god. Which go. does kind of suck because it was one of the things that I pointed out when yeah. you could buy the level 58 boost, you had the entire map uncovered and all the flight paths. And I was like, that sucks for achievements because you just skipped yeah. walking through the entirety of Azeroth when it was actually a pretty fun journey for me in the first, in the first place. Like it was really neat because there were these, Ones where you're like, where do I actually have to run to uncover this? I have ran through this entire dark area and it's still not uncovered, you know? And that's the worst. It was fun. Does anybody else get really annoyed though when you're like right in the middle of this area that's not uncovered and you're just like, where do I need to go to get this uncovered? Like, yeah. why is it? And there's always some crazy amount of mobs on one side that you don't want to go to because it's going to be annoying. And really, does it matter if your map's uncovered there? No. But it's annoying when you open your map to not be able to see that part of the map. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what you actually think of them because it is an endorphin rush similar yeah. to leveling when you get these different achievements and you can link them. And it's, oh. it is pretty neat. Oh, <laughs> you can link them to people. Well, and that was one of the th that was one of the bad things that came with the achieve with a oh, yeah. with achievements. People would ask you to link achievement if you wanted to go to a pug group. Yeah, I don't think this day's today's gaming age is going to like have that problem because it really was just there were a bunch of people who just didn't know how to play the freaking game. Yeah. back in the day. Well, even like. We talked about GDKPs earlier. They'll ask to see like your Warcraft logs, and that's not right. that different. So they don't even, care about your achievements. Even if you, yeah, even if they do ask for achievements, I don't think that that'll come as like it won't feel as jaded because I think most people are used to it. If you're trying to pug, that people are just going to yeah. ask for some proof that you know what you're doing. 
See, the way I got by it back in the day was I would just be like, hey, I'll link it to you on my main so you know that I know how this, oh, this yeah, works. You, you know, yeah. People were generally cool with that. That's why I think account wide would be nice, even if it just says what character and class you completed it on, or even just what class, you know, like that would be completely fine too. But yeah, achievements is something I am really excited for. All right, well, next, let's talk about Equipment Manager. I assume you guys don't know what it is. I assume that it's just basically World of Warcraft built-in item rack to the game, because I kind of remember it being built in. Yeah, somebody in chat said it was sets. basically just different gear sets that you could set. Okay. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, yeah, there's I, an add-on that you... does it, so I feel like people... Yeah, it was. Just it'll a, it'll be funny to me to see if people use the add-on still, or if they switch to the WoW one because people are so used to item rack. But item rack does mess up sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. And what I don't like about item rack, I like that it cues um, your 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 gear when you change it like mid fight. But I don't like that I can't switch weapons mid-fight. Yeah. It still cues mm -hmm. those when you can switch them mid-fight. It's a, it's allowed in the game. Yeah, it might be a setting I could just change. I don't know. No, because I think item rack just doesn't change weapons. Like, it just doesn't yeah. have that capability. You have to use macros and stuff. Yeah, which is... Yeah, I've gotten to the point now where I have macros that change, especially with the rogue. I've got three different shiv macros that change different uh, weapons into my offhand, my warrior, if I switch to battle or uh, or berserker stance, it switches to my uh, stun herald, and then if I go to defense, so it switches to my... I do not play a class that requires me to switch it's my a, weapons yeah, it's based a, on a my lot. move. That sounds like hell. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. But, uh, okay, so, yeah. That's probably what that is. We don't know for sure. But uh, the Mount Collection tab didn't come till later. And I do hope it comes early because this is a big deal when collecting mounts. The it's amount of like mounts you're going to collect. Quality yeah, of life it's change, right? Where it was like, rig oh, I don't have to keep oh, seven bag spots to have keys. Now I can. Yeah, it'll allow you. Ring. Like, it'll allow you to have your mounts just like in a tab with your character, kind of like where your character's there, your reputation mounts is like right there. And it's pretty neat because you can set up a macro to, uh, when you hit your, um, when you hit your macro to mount, like right now I have a macro that mounts me. If I'm in flying area, it mounts the, f the flying mount. And if I'm not, it mounts the, r the regular mount. Well, you, in Wrath, you can set it up to mount random mounts. So if you have a ton of mounts, it just mounts you on a random mount every time you mount. And small thing, but it's really cool yeah. if you have like 90 mounts. Like, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Can we just talk about something really fast? So we've got a key ring, and now we have a mount, you know, ring, basically, or tab. Why Stable. is Hearthstone? Your hearthstone still an item in your bag. Why is it not in your spellbook? I don't understand why I need to keep this little item in my bag that just takes up a bag spot that has no other use than for me to press it like I do a spell and it takes me somewhere else. I I 
I mean, these are the things that we ask ourselves at night when going to bed. I'm with you, man. As you can tell, I struggle with bag space as well. Bag space and money. <laughs> Do you not have... <laughs> these are, these are <laughs> well, I guess you don't have money, so you probably don't have gigantiques. No. no Dude, I, I have money and I don't even have those because I just can't bring myself to spend 1200 gold i'm like that's that's one fourth of a of a epic flying mountain i have three of those and I, okay but your hearthstone like, is a spell yeah it's fair make it a spell yeah 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 i get that i get that um okay. and then the the barbershop comes which i guess is cool i mean it's cool if you got a really bad haircut when you made your character and you haven't been able to change it <laughs> I guess Same. if you if you have one that creeps through helmets and stuff, it could be annoying. I guess. You guys, how many people are going to come to the first raid with a different hairstyle? It was already bad enough when we transferred servers, and now everybody has a different name. I don't even notice to figure what people out who, look like in game. Trying to figure out who people are again, and people yeah, still names call them by their same name that they were before, but they're a different name in game, and it's very confusing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This seems like a small thing to me, but dual talent specialization. Now, you've never played Wrath, Tyrannosaur, so what do you think of this? Because I truly believe it should have been in Vanilla Classic from the start. I believe it should have been in Vanilla from the start. I think it was the single best quality of life change in the history of World of Warcraft. I, I'm kind of torn on it. I do think that if they had put it in classic, it would have been uh, pretty well liked just because very few classes um, have a reason to be like one spec all the time, whether it's for raiding or for PVP or for just like, you know, open world stuff. I don't know very many classes where it's just like one one exact talent spec covers the whole uh, the whole board. So. I think that if it was in uh, like classic when it came out, I my first gut instinct would be like, well, no, because like talent respect cost helps with like the economy and stuff. But knowing what I know now, it's like it that's not going to matter. Um, Listen, you got yeah, 10k gold to go into the GDKP. Yeah, just, I don't, yeah. I don't well, know. Yeah, 40 gold respect. Well, and people that didn't have the gold just didn't respect, yeah. and therefore. I th I think PvP servers would have been much uh, healthier because I've, I've talked about this before, but I don't know if I've told you, Duranosaur. When I played back in original vanilla on PvP servers, the highest guilds still had like the majority of players were a cross hybrid PVE PvP spec. So you were like anybody who rolled on a PvP server was basically there raiding to. Facilitize them PvPing more, yeah. and like that—that that was a total thing. And so, but then going into you know classic, you, everybody's min min maxing, and then lots of classes. Some classes could get away with kind of a hybrid thing, but like a warrior couldn't. Yeah, maybe horde side you could because you could be like arms. Uh, 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 slam spec could be like okay-ish in PvP, but a Fury Warrior straight up was just a rogue without any Locked CC, yeah. you know? And, yeah, and so like I think it would have made PvP servers way more fun and just healthy because even me who loves to PvP, I would run to dungeons, put on a shield and just let them kill me, then come back, 
put it, you know, run a little bit further, let him kill me. Like I wouldn't even engage. Whereas if I was able to switch between the two specs, I would have. And it would have been a good time. And I think there's a balance there, right? Because I think the min-maxing isn't going to go away, right? Just because we have dual spec. I think the min-maxing is at a a different level than it was back when we played before. And so I do think there there was a chance where it would be you, for raid nights, you still come with your, you know, I would come with my holy and my discipline spec on my priest, right? And my discipline spec would be a PvP or a PvE discipline spec. Or the mages would come fire and frost, right? And for different bosses, you'd have to spec something different. And I, so I do think that there there was still a way to min-max that, even if it was just changing a couple talent points in one tree for a specific boss that would make it easier. Like, there would be those things. And so I don't think... Now, I think you'd still respec, right? Because I think you'd have your PvP spec throughout the week when you weren't raiding. But I think when you were raiding, you'd change that PvP spec back to your secondary... Raid well, spec. I remember. Yeah. So our two our two main tanks uh, that we had in vanilla. I remember the guild would pay for them to respec over the the weekends because we raided you know five days a week uh, back back then because we were a progression like you know getting server seconds and stuff like that. So over the weekend, the guild would pay for the tanks to respec because they were the only ones that had to be perfectly specced. Like, and this was before Fury tanks, and yeah, we did used to wait for three Sunders before attacking, and <laughs> rogues used to faint every cooldown. Like it was a thing, but uh, yeah. So I'm interested, Duran, to see how much you like dual spec. I think you're gonna freaking love it. Yeah, I think that's a big reason. Why, or maybe not a big reason, but that contributed to me, I think, not getting into arenas as much um, at the start of TBC was knowing that, like, that's just a lot of gold to, like, to throw at Mm -hmm. something that I didn't even know how much I would enjoy. Well, and then, like, at the start of TBC, I thought, oh, okay, I'll make a second, like, my, my warrior this time around will be just my PvP character. Come to find out, there's items that you really need from raid to be able to properly PvP correctly, right? So, well, and I think that's where that I was too, at with my, my sorry, druid, I cut right? you off, Dreadsword. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. I agree. I but, yeah. No, no, but you were saying that's why you here. You, you I'm not going to cut you off again. You go ahead about like at the start of TBC, like how like how you felt. Oh, I mean, it was. I think that. And this probably applies for classic as well. Uh, for there, there's probably a lot of people who would try either PvPing more or doing more raiding, like whichever discipline they are not a big fan of. They would try the other one, or they'd be more likely to try it if there was dual spec. Like I think I would have been more likely to do arenas and to PvP more if I didn't have this feeling or know that like, well, I'm just like not the right spec. So I'm not, it's not going to be as fun. I'm not going to do as well. And if, if that was an easy, just like, Oh, dual spec, easy swap, then at least I may not like love it, but I would have given it a better shake than what I did. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, my argument earlier was that I think you, we would have had two PVE specs for a lot of things. And and I think that might've been true, but I also think it, it, Depends on your guild, right? Where <laughs> I think our guild probably would have been like, 
Nah, maybe there's a couple people that need to do it and will pay for their respec for raid night, right? But there was a lot of things that the really hardcore sweaty raiders were doing that we were just like, yeah, no. And that's what they that's what they enjoy the most. So let them have two PVE specs. Like I I know people make the excuse that oh, you can switch up the amount of healers and DPS you have and tanks on certain fights. But and sometimes that's that, needed. But like it's like, it's it's fine. You could also switch out players and have more tanks or more healers on certain fights, right? And I think that that's appropriate to just allow somebody to switch their spec rather than sitting somebody and making somebody else come in for just one boss, right? Where you can switch specs and say we only need one tank for this fight, so go DPS. And now a druid isn't the only one that's really good at going DPS when you only need one tank. <laughs> Yeah, or, or yeah, th- that would make warrior a lot more w- warrior tanks a lot more uh, versatile. Yeah, during TBC, like it is it fair that druids are able to do good DPS and tank at the top level in the same spec? It's just you know like so, and like there would be things where different guilds like the sweaty ones that wanted to help progression at the start of a phase would do two PVE specs. And then they would swap back to their PVP and PVE spec when you've got it on farm, you know? And these types of things I think are a good good thing. Yeah. Okay, I do have a question though. Do you know this, Bob? If I, say right now I had dual spec, if I went to my discipline spec and buffed everybody with, divine spirit does not work and then switched back to my holy spec takes it away yep takes it away i was just making sure yep that was it takes it away yeah Yeah, i'm glad it takes it away i would not want it to stay and i'm not even sure i can't remember but i don't think that you can change your spec within an instance you actually have to walk out i think there was wrong on that i think there was a um cooldown on it i think you couldn't change and then change and then change and then change. I don't think there was a cooldown. I think I remember having to walk out of the instance because I forgot to switch to PVE before zoning in. I could be wrong, though. I can't. I really can't remember. That'd be a good question for Scotty J. I'm sure. I'm sure he knows that. Cause I I just haven't played Wrath since Wrath was actually out legit. So I just don't remember. But it was it was fairly easy to switch, and it switches your glyphs, it switches your action bars, like anything you oh. had set on one. Yeah, yeah, which is the biggest pain in the ass of respecking. Which there is, yeah, relearning spells add-ons. for some yeah. odd reason. Yeah, there is add-ons that do it, but uh, like Gear Equipper does it, but it's it's still a pain in the butt. Like so. But yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think uh, I'll be interested to see what you think about it after you have it, Duran. So did, did you want anything? Did you want to f- uh, follow up on anything else before we move on? Uh, no. This stuff is like, because it's all just new stuff for me. So I think for a lot of it, it's going to be, especially like the quality of life changes, it'll be a new experience. It'll be, it'll be neat. So the last one here, these quality of lives, is Dungeon Finder, which didn't come around till three point three till, um, till the trial of the Crusader raid after Olduar, but it's probably going to come in at the start. And I've had listeners reach out to me 
because I talk shit on it all of the time. They've come out to me to be positive about it. And I am positive about it. I just want Scotty J's idea to go through. And I want that to be that it tries to group you on your server first for a certain amount of time. And then if it can't get that, it can go across the other servers. Because I still believe you could find good raiders in dungeons on your server. And when you're cross-realm... There's no chance to recruit that person without having to pay 25 bucks to move. And I think there's no way to hold someone accountable. Yada, yada, yada. There's a whole list of changes I've went over before. But we've never heard your thoughts on Dungeon on dungeon Finder. Yeah, I guess... Um... Because I've never I've never used it in Wrath, so I don't I assume what it is is that you like you queue up for a dungeon and it just puts you in a group like similar like a battleground where it's just like you just say what spec you are, you hit the like find dungeon button and then it just like puts you in a group with the people. Yeah, it's basically um you can and if you're if you have two different specs, like a warrior, I would be able if I had a DPS spec and a tank spec, I would be able to queue as both DPS or tank. Okay. It would obviously queue me into tank first, but like I could queue as either of them because I have the two specs. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so basically it's, it's just you choose and it puts one tank, one heal, three DPS right into your group. It warps you right there. Oh. Um, yeah, it warps you into the dungeon, and you can't really zone out. Oh, weird. Um, I mean, I I'm hesitant for anything that like makes the world feel smaller because I feel like that's one of the downsides of TBC is that it feels the world just feels small and insignificant. Like, oh yeah. Um, at least compared this to definitely vanilla. does that. There's no one summoning outside once Dungeon Finder comes out. Yeah. You just warp straight into the inside start of the dungeon. Yeah. I think that I think that that's the idea of Dungeon Finder like even a few years ago, maybe even like less than a year ago, I don't know. I would have been like way against it, but now that I've been playing on Feralina and experiencing like it's basically a mega server and you can kind of find any dungeon at any time with random people using the like looking for group board, like the add on that just like it pulls messages from like all the chat channels and, and just like converts That's what them. I used to. Yeah. I don't think it's possible on the mega servers without using that LFG yeah. LFG bulleted board guys. Make sure to get it. Yeah. If you're on a big add server. on of the week. Um, not really. Um, but I think that the the system that I do now, right, is just like like wait until I see something on that bulletin board and then whisper somebody and then just like jump into a group with ran or a dungeon with random people anyway. So if you remove the step where I actually have to like all I'm doing is whispering someone saying like I'm a DPS and then they invite me and then I travel to the dungeon like that's the only that's what's different. It sounds like from what I'm doing now to what looking for group is. And I don't I don't think that I'm like socializing more. And I know that that's like a big critique of Dungeon Finder, right? Is that like, oh, it removes the social aspect yes, of WoW. Definitely. But it's like I'm not I'm sending like two or three words to somebody definitely. Well, right now. So like 
uh, when it was coming out, everyone, and I mean everyone, there was not one person that I ever met that wasn't like, dude, this is going to be the next best thing from sliced bread. Like, we thought it was going to be the best. It was the aftermath things that we realized. And it's why I push, because immediately on launch, it was cross-realm. Mm. And that's and that's what I push for as a problem, because I don't want it to be cross realm. Even if I get in a game, if I get into a a dungeon faster, because if I have to wait a ten or fifteen minute queue, that's fine. There is tons of dailies and different things to do while I'm in that queue. When it went cross realm, basically they did make changes later. Uh, to where you couldn't do the shenanigans that we would do. But we would 3 Q stuff, right? And if one of the people sucked, it only took three votes to to vote them oh. out and get a new, a new person in. So we didn't care about this. Like, we're not going to spend time to teach them about the fight or anything. You know, like, if they sucked, we're just going to boot them immediately and move on to the next. And it was, I don't know that I would still do that to this day, because I'm a nicer person than I was when I was younger, but, eh. and I'm not as good as I was when I was younger, too. I, I, I'll, I'll also say that, but it's just like, it it leads to more toxic behavior and no consequence if yeah. you're not on the same server. You're never going to see that person again. It's no big deal. Yeah. So that's why I really want the whole queue on server first, but... It is a really good tool. Like it, th- there's no mistake in that. You're going to get to do more, more dungeons because of it, and that's just a fact. And people that would normally not take the time, like you and I, to get an add-on to f- yeah. parse out a group, they're going to get to get into a group. Yeah. And so it is a good thing overall. I just want some little tweaks to it. That's all. I think. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Just like. Try to default to people on your own server, and maybe after like, maybe after like five minutes or something, then it then it opens it up to cross realm. Yep, and on the small servers, you can flip a, a switch for the poor people, you know, that are on a server that has no alliance, you know, or something. But at the same time, them getting to beat people on their server could be a really good thing for them too, you know, yeah. like so. True. I mean, but it brings up a good point. Like, we have mega servers now, right, where we didn't in, you know, original oh, yeah. vanilla, right? You weren't on a server with 10,000 people, and now you are. Like, how much really, if you're on a server where you have six layers, like, how much really is it impacting you when yeah. you go cross-server, same server? Exactly. And, I, you know, at this point, we're we're so far past that, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's... It feels strange. Like TBC feels strange to me right now because I think the things that we talk about, the like the like lack of social aspect, the like lack of accountability, like I feel like those things are already there if you're on a mega server. Yeah, so. they are. And and there wasn't any like I don't remember being on a server and I, I could have just gotten lucky, but I don't remember there being servers that were hundred percent alliance and a servers that were a hundred percent horde like yeah. i don't think that was a thing back in the day it was like 70 30 and a lot of them and they were they were actively trying to keep the servers 
healthy. And they had to at that point. There was no layering technology. like, And servers were run on an actual server. Whereas now, servers are run on a, 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 a virtual server that's part of a huge hive of servers that you could literally go into that server and say, okay, I'm going to add this RAM. I'm going to add these processors. You can on the fly make that server bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you couldn't do that back in the day. So they literally had to have queues. They had to move people off. And now with the way tech has gone, they could be lazy. It's just something I know a a lot about because I was a systems engineer that worked with virtual servers. And you can just make it as big as you want. I think where we lost the core of original, right, was not because of X, Y, or Z. I think it was because we have these servers that now house 10 times the amount of people that they housed before. So there isn't that sense of community anymore. You look in general and in, you know, trade chat, if you dare on one of these mega servers and, you know, yes, it might be the same people, but nobody's having meaningful conversations in there. Right. Like it's just. And I could turn it back on, back on you too. So yes, there's no sense of community on benediction with, you know, 30,000 Raiders, but I get tells daily uh, from Warcraft reloaded listeners that say, hey, welcome to the server. So there is community there. And I'll sure, give you- Sure, because they can send you a tell from, on, but, on but, the same server, but not on a different l- one. Let me turn it on why it could be in, in, important to have it just server first before cross-server. The reason cross-server came in initially is because- servers were smaller. Mm-hmm. So your queues would be a lot longer. Now, if you're on Benediction as Alliance, your queue would be instant. Right. So why don't they say, like, it makes more sense in my mind to say, if you have 10,000 plus people, you don't get cross-server. If you have 5,000, you can do cross-server with another 5,000 people, whether that's two other servers, six other servers, one other server, right? But you have this like average of 10,000 hours of cross server. And if your one server fits that bill, you don't go cross server. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could just like, they could set, that's what I said earlier. Is like yeah, I just don't know if it matters, honestly. That's no. what I'm saying is like, yeah. if there's a bunch of people on Benediction people wanting to that. play. Yeah. Then why does it matter think, if we get somebody from another I th- realm? I think I'm in the the minority with my thinking that you can find good guildies and stuff like that in random dungeons. So I I definitely think I'm in the minority in this thought. I think the majority of people do connect via discords and things of other yeah. of the other nature. And I wonder I'm just a boomer living in the past, baby. Yeah. I wonder too. Because you brought up, like, there's other ways for people to meet nowadays. Like, when, like, there wasn't anything like Discord servers. Like, there weren't, like, there wasn't a Discord server for every original yeah. WoW server. There was, yeah, there was, like, TeamSpeak, Ventrilo, Mumble, and stuff. So it's, like, if I was, back in the day, if I was looking to join a guild, like, I had to find that in-game. Nowadays, yeah. if I'm looking to join a guild, I'm not going to go in game. Like I'm going to look at server discords. And I and, probably wouldn't either. Yeah. So I did happen to find Varg though in game. 
accidentally. I got, but that's a stroke of luck, you know. Lightning doesn't strike twice, right? The same spot. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, all the really, you know, competitive guilds have, you know, application process and, you know, websites now and all of that stuff. And, and that's fine. Like it, it's a different, it's a different beast now, right? Like it's, you're looking for different things. People are, you know, promoting it in different ways. And I think it does, you may not have the same sense of community on your server, but you have the same sense of community within your guild or within your discord server or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think you guys, bad. I think you guys are probably right, but I'm going to be that old crotchety. Get off my lawn. I'm Gosh. okay with it. Shocking. Stick to it. <laughs> As a vanilla Andy, like I'm okay. Like, yeah, let's, let's keep things the old way. <laughs> All right. So next, I don't know if Mel's talked about this. I know me and Yip have talked about it. It might have been when Mel was gone, but we believe that with, you know, Blood Elves and um, and Dry and I coming in pre-patch for TBC, we also think, and we predicted that before, before I think anybody else, but I'm not positive about that, but it was early. We think Death Knights are going to come in pre-patch also, oh. whereas they only came with the box price of Wrath initially. So oh, wait, but, remind me, because I did level. You couldn't boost sh- like a Lion Shaman or a Lion's um, or Horde Paladins. You couldn't boost Dry you- Eye or Blood Elves. Okay. It, it it didn't matter if they were Paladin or any other class, just Dry Eye and Blood Elves you could not you boost. You couldn't boost, but... You could start but at you level could one. Create a character and yeah. pre-patch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because we had the difference here. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was gonna say uh, the our main prop paladin to this day in TBC. He created his paladin like day one of pre-patch, and he actually he got it to sixty, and actually got like um enough like reputation and everything to like run aq40 and nax and actually get like epic gear before tbc came out so that he could like help with dungeon grinding and stuff right because you're a dirty horde i remember now yep dirty horde Mm. that's me okay (laughs) no yeah but i think that i don't think that should happen right i don't know i don't know that i i agree with that that they should be able to catch up and still do still be in a decent spot. I know you I know I'm sure he did a ton of work to like get it to that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. And even more here, Bell. Do you remember how Death Knights were put into the game? Do you do you remember what happened when you created a Death Knight? I did not create a Death Knight, so no, I do not remember what happened. So the difference here is to the the Death Knight was the first and last quote unquote from Blizzard hero class. You had to have a level 70 character and then you were allowed to make a a death knight. All death knights started at level 55. There was okay, no so way to start a Chad level is 1 saying death that you knight. You had to make you had to have a level 55 character to oh, make Oh, okay, a maybe death I'm knight. wrong. Okay, so maybe you had to have a. I I thought it was max level, but I could I could be wrong there. But either way, every DK starts at level fifty five. Your starting area is set around that. It's actually a really cool like 
Even if you don't play Wait, DK, the DK, you should definitely starts at fifty-five. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, so you don't even need to boost. No, no. But the whole boost. point is, is that they brought in the the blood elves and Trey and I, and said you couldn't boost and you had to work from level one. But a DK is going to catch up a lot quicker because they're starting at level fifty-five. So I was just pointing out that's a difference that might play into their decision on when to implement DKs pre-patch or I think it depends on how long the pre-patch is. Like, why do we need a super long pre-patch? Like, couldn't we have a pre-patch that's one or two weeks? And I want a long one with new talents. Oh man, the TPC pre-patch was so much shorter than what we thought it was going to be. Well, and yeah, I I wanted a month. I do want DKs to come in with with gear. I think it's important and neat for world first. I would like a long time to work one up to level 70 just so I understand them more. I'm not going to play one, but I'd love that chance to work it up. And I'm not going to do that if it's two weeks. You know what I mean? I'd love to do tier six rating with DKs just to see I wanted to do that in Nax, but didn't get the opportunity because we needed two weeks off before we jumped to TBC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. All, all I've heard about DKs is that they are absolutely broken. Um, and depending on like which version we get, um, I'm sure we're going to get the latest version. Yeah. They were broken as hell. Yeah. In the beginning, literally, there were five man DK groups going through all the dungeons in uh, in TBC. I mean, it was uncanny; like it was just silly. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm right there with you. I thought that the TBC pre patch should have been a month because um, I had a lot of fun doing vanilla content with like TBC talents at level 60. Like yep, that was TBC talents were so cool. Was, and then yeah. arena skirmishes. Yeah. And- there was, there were so many cool things that I think would have kept people busy and happy for a full month. Um, and then we just, it was just like two weeks and it was, it felt way too fast. Um, and I think we missed out on like a very interesting version of the game. And so I kind of hope that we get a full month of pre-patch before Wrath. And I think that putting DKs in would be fine. I don't know. And it's just good for the people that want a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it does change the game, right? Like you add DKs in and you have a month and it does kind of change the game for you at that point where you're kind of annoyed with farming the same content over and over again. Well, and Mel, it adds the new level 80 talents too, like new moves completely like, 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 like max level builds you'll never see because this is where you're level 70 with level 80 talents. Yeah. So there's a lot of neat things oh, to yeah. be done. Neat things for speed runs to be done at the end, like four weeks of like the top, the top guild speed running and having no time to test this. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it was just it was some so much fun, fun stuff. That like the TBC pre patch, even though we only got like two weeks, like it was super fun theory crafting and testing out these like these like TBC talent builds at level sixty, and like going into Nax and just being like, I wonder how this works, and like sometimes it worked really well, and sometimes it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, and I do 
everybody should go through like basically they made an unbelievably fun starting zone for the DKs. I mean, it was cinematic. It instances you in all different spots. You get to interact with the Lich King a ton. It's really neat. Like, you know, single player type of deal, but it's really neat. Sweet. All right. So other things that might pop up because they popped up late uh, in the the, um, Lich King is possible faction and race change. How do you guys feel about this? Because... I'm a little upset that I've been human this entire time, and I'm finally getting uh, uh, Yours? every last man yeah. standing or whatever, you know. Like, and now all these horde, these dirty horde, are gonna come and be a human. I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, how do you guys feel? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there will be people who take advantage of it, but I I don't know how many people are okay with just like swapping factions. Like, especially if it's the same faction, it's the hardest of hardcore PVP. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I don't small, a small population. Yeah. And like, I mean, to be fair, there were like, like solid bakers is an example of, they were Alliance, all of vanilla. And then going into TPC, they swapped to horde. Cause they were like, horde's just going to be better. Um, but again, outliers. So I don't think right. it's a huge deal. I think if anything, <laughs> it could help balance some very small portion of the faction <laughs> imbalance. Yeah. Probably yeah, not, I, right? I, I don't but know it's there's not anything gonna... that could fix it now. Correct, with, but like, what do you think the worst that's going to happen? What do you think the worst that's going to happen? Everybody goes horde, right? Like, I mean, I think most people have found their communities and enjoy their communities, and unless their whole community switches, which you know, is a very small percentage of the population that is that dedicated to switch races and factions. Yeah. Um, Cause it's still going to cost race money changes more. Yeah. I think race change is more annoying, I guess, because it doesn't do much, but I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever. If you want to be a night elf instead of a human now, go for it. But I don't want anybody like this would have really ticked me off if it was in regular classic because they would have wanted me to become a dwarf priest. And I don't want to be a dwarf priest. Dwarf priests are the best. Yeah. Visually unappealing. See, and when you quit and gave me your account back in Cataclysm, I was really thankful that I could change from a blood elf female to a male goblin i mean i was really thankful and it was a good ass time so i don't know how i feel about this either really like i just like to make the joke that i've been human this whole time this is my day i want you to work a new character up if you want every man for himself i just feel like most people would rather (laughs) work another character up unless yeah it's for some reason i think it depends on motivation to take that yeah it probably depends on how much it costs Cause like the guild that I'm in has like we we server transferred now twice as a guild and it's like I can't imagine twice we did it once yeah it's such an investment like when you mm-hmm. think about thousands the num- of dollars yeah, yeah so like I don't see like very many guilds swapping faction completely and I don't know the whole race change thing I feel like would be just random one offs so yeah I agree yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not. 
Aside from my joking memes, I'm not really that. I'm not really that concerned about it. But uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna switch to a gnome if I can. Oh, possible five. Yeah, we'll skip over this part. Um, so we'll we will likely be on patch three point three point five for Wrath Classic, which means Death Knights tuned to what they were at the end, which is. Probably the most fair, like, because it was pretty bad early on. Rogues might have axes trained earlier. What's that mean? Because rogues can't use axes. Oh, rogues get axes? I didn't know Uh, that either. uh, Yeah. Um, Racial ability changes. Will of the Forsaken shares a cooldown with PvP Trinket. Shadow Mail drops yeah, combat when uh, used? That was a big one. What? Yeah, that's crazy. I thought you couldn't use Shadow Mail yeah. in combat. You can't, but it's something that they changed later, and it is OP. That's crazy. And people have, yeah, like, there's a lot of people sleeping on that. Uh, Blood Fury is no longer on the global cooldown. That's pretty strong. So you can... You guys, can we just talk about hardcore when Shadow Mill drops combat? Like, mm. come on. Man. It's literally a racial vanish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, my I had forgotten been about even that So much more overpowered. Mm. Another one. Ground what is Will of the Forsaken, can... though? Can you guys remind me of this again? Uh, uh, gets you out of fear and what else? Holly? Fear. It's not all CC, but it's a lot of them. I think it's fear and poly. Only undead have it, by yeah. the way. Uh, also, Mel. I'm trying to think. It doesn't get you out of Never a mind. stun. Somebody said fear, charm, and MC. Fear, charm, MC. Chat. Oh, so maybe not poly. So fear, charm, MC. Okay. It's very strong. Okay. Then I think it should share a cooldown with PvP Trinket. <laughs> Ground mounts can swim in water. Ooh. That was added in patch 3.1. Dude, how much would you have loved that when you're like jumping over a pond and you just miss the pond, like land part where you start swimming and then you have to remount? Like that is the most annoying thing to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean. In certain places like Ungoro, there's kind of a skill factor to it where you're not going to get dismounted if you do it the right time. So it's kind of cool. But overall, yeah, I get it. It's pretty annoying. But uh, this one might blow your mind, Duranosaur. Experience earned in Battlegrounds added in patch 3.2. What exactly does that mean? It means you can literally work up in BGs. It's not fast. But is but it like... If you just want a BG, you could go to max level doing it. So, like, do you get XP when you, like, get HKs? Is that what it is? Oh, you know what? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just like killing a mob, and then you get experience at the end of it, too. Okay. They actually, for Twinks, which are... I was going to say... Which are, uh, they actually had to add in a thing where you could go to a, a, N, a NPC and pay money, like, I think it was like 10 gold, to turn off BG Ooh. EXP so that you wouldn't go past yeah. your twink level. Okay. Because I had a level 29 pally twink in uh, in um, Wrath. Okay. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting. And and then uh, faction restrictions from realms removed. Now I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means faction that at one point they actually cared about faction oh. balance, maybe. <laughs> wow, Jesus! They tried. They gave up years and years and years ago, guys. <laughs> so they already had this problem solved? Oh, my God. Well, apparently it didn't solve it because they removed it in patch 3.2. So maybe all the things yeah. that we were asking for didn't work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's pretty funny. Right, well, is there is there any of these you <laughs> want to hit on? I mean, I think we hit on the ones... We did. I wanted to. I mean, rogues using axes is just crazy to me. That that might be the one that's the weirdest. That just doesn't seem like to fit with the lore like character of a rogue. Like who's sneaking up on somebody and grabbing a axe and hacking them down? You know what I mean? Like, come on. A Native American. Oh. Daughter. I mean, I guess if they it's were like very true smaller axes, I'm they were kind here, of ninjas. They're one-handed I'm axes. I'm thinking of like a really big axe, you know, that they're like grabbing with. You're both thinking hands. of a yeah, you're, but rogues don't use two-handers, so it's a one-handed axe. You're saying you got like yep. little tiny axes? Yeah, little hatchets. You got two of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Does that fine. sound rogue-like to you? Sure. It's better. Than <laughs> it's the, very the visualization I was I was thinking about before, where I was like. <laughs> Never is gonna it's see you coming. Yeah, it's hard to be sneaky with a big two-handed weapon. I feel like there should be a debuff if you have a big axe, and it's like your footsteps are louder and your stealth is not as effective. <laughs> so, I am going to give a little bit of shade at the writer of uh, of this article because mm. he says everything we know about wrath in Lich King Classic. But we know so much more. I mean, what about mounts at level 20? Epic mounts at level 40? Flying at level 60? That's not in here. No. You think anybody's complaining about mounts at level 20? Nope. Well, that was like, because I haven't leveled a character in TBC, uh, but you can get your mount at 30, right? Yep. Mm. So yep, I mount at 30. Yeah. So I assume any sort of mount level restrictions are probably what they were. Yeah. They're going to make those like that's going to be just a part of it. Yeah. And I don't remember what patch and wrath it came, but I think it was late that it came mounted 20 epic at 40 flying at 60, but I, it did come like, and they don't talk about heirlooms here, which are the, uh, the pieces of gear that you can that you can buy with like basically what we have uh badges right now mm. you buy heir heirloom gear and you can send it to any character on your on your account and they level with you oh they also give exp bonuses while leveling and they're basically best gear that you go through um in retail, they have every piece. Had, like you can get every piece heirloom now, which I don't think is is a good thing. But like these, I think are kind of neat because it's weapon, offhands, uh, librums, and whatever you use on your librums or what other classes you use. I forget the names of them, but all those different like throwing 
whatever. Then uh, shoulders, chest, ring, and something else. But like basically, it just levels with you. Yeah, great for uh, twinks too. So Chad is bringing up that a lot of some of those quality of life changes may have come in the last phase of Wrath of the Lich King. Right. Like lots of them do. And, and do so you we're think curious. that they're going to come at the beginning? Because they we did hold off in TBC in bringing certain things, right? Like we didn't get guild banks right away in TBC. Yeah. Nope. But Very which was stupid. Didn't we get guild banks at the beginning of original TBC or am I wrong on that? No, they were later, I think. Okay. I didn't I, I just wasn't sure if the late Guild Bank edition in yeah. classic TBC was because was like intentional or if it was because they just didn't have them worked out. They just didn't have it built. That's I yeah, agree I don't with think, you. I think, I think they the, would have put them in if they had them ready. Yeah. I think with some of the changes they made, they were just like, Which, eh, no, it was fine. To your point then, they might not have all this stuff ready by the time Wrath comes out. So who knows they when we'll get it. Yeah. Like really honestly. Like LFG and all that shit, I'm cool with it coming later. If you don't have dual spec day one, riot. I've been waiting this long. Do not fail me, Blizzard. John Blizzard needs to make sure this happens because I cannot handle that. Oh, my God. That's where I'm at there. But, uh, yeah. And there's even more. There's so much more. That we're not hitting on, like it's impossible. We've done a bunch of these, like looking forward to wrath, and I'm, I do appreciate um, Wowhead's article, and like there were things that I didn't did that we haven't covered there, like rogues with axes, yada yada yada. Like I just I'm a little upset with the just the title of it. It's not everything. That's where I was at. Yeah, you can just change the title to. The first of many things that we know about Wrath Classic. Yeah, there's it's 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 going to be wild. It's going to be fun, and I'm sure we'll have many more talks just like this with other with other people. And you guys are just going to have to tune in every week to find out what those are. All right, guys. Any closing comments about Wrath? Anything you're specifically looking forward to, Duranosaur? Um, the one thing. That I have heard specifically from a lot of hardcore people is that the leveling in Northrend is supposed to be some of like the best leveling that Blizzard has ever created. Um, like the zones, the aesthetic, the quests, the music, cool. everything is supposed to be like top tier World of Warcraft leveling. So that is something that I am excited to try out for sure. It is definitely cool. Whereas Outland, a lot of people love it, but. It's like too sci-fi for me. Like Wrath brings it back home and it brings it back home well. And there is instanced quests like where you go into a quest and it actually instances you in your own little area right there. And you get to interact with the the Lich King or different like big people. And it's really cool. Like, like cutscenes? Really cool. Yeah, like, but you're interacting. Like, it's not just a straight-up cutscene like you would see in Star Wars The Old Republic, but, like, you're there. You can move around. It's I like how I went through this content, and Duranosaur did not, and we both are having the same reaction to what you're saying. (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm just like that. Like doing classic WoW was basically like playing a whole entire waiting game to me. It's just been a long time. Yeah. So I can't be expected. Mind is only so big. Things have to like, you know, phase in and out. That's fair. Yeah. Back somewhere. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to lead us into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our add-on of the week. So this week's add-on of the week is brought to you from the maker of Attune. He brings you a new add-on. I can't say this word. Dailies. There, there we go. Dailies. It is an add-on that tracks your your dailies, tracks, uh, tracks money earned, tracks if you've done it on multiple characters. It's great. You have multiple characters. He's still working on it. I've only been using it for a few days now and have already seen benefits. I'm sure it's going to get better and better as his other add-on did because his other add-on was actually necessary for TBC with all the stupid stuff you had to do to a tune. So definitely check it out. And uh, we'll have that in the notes. All right, guys, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. If you want to send us something a little bit longer or tell me how to get in as a carry in GDKPs, send that to WCRpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the Mash Discord, you can do so by going to mash.gg slash discord. How can you help the podcast? You can help the podcast the most by telling your guildies, your friends about it. You can go above and beyond and give us a review on either iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or warcraftradio.com slash directory. You can also leave five-star reviews, or five-star stars on Spotify, so... Unfortunately, you still can't leave reviews, but you can leave us stars there, so that would help. Uh, you can you can go to mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support us via the Patreon or whatever else. All right, guys. That's it. Mel, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch. Kind of. You can find me in game on Mel Arena. Say hi to me instead of Bob. Much cooler than Bob. And I'm here. Which <laughs> just inevitably makes me cooler. And Duraradosaur, where can we find you? Uh, most often, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Duranosaur. D-U-R-A-N-S-A-U-R. Or you can find me on Twitter at Duranosaur24. Awesome, awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch streaming, you know, daily for a few hours. Twitch.tv slash Blazin Bob. All right, guys. Well, our short episode is over. I feel yeah. like every I mean, we didn't have news to talk about, so I don't know how we go this long, but we did. That's just what happens whenever I'm on. Yeah, we like good company, you know. I just didn't want to let Duranosaur go, so I had to keep him talking. 
Yep, yep. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, hey, everybody. How's everyone in the chat doing tonight? <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you want to subscribe to the channel, that goes to the proceeds of the podcast. <laughs>